0: Welcome to the MinMax Show, a place about games, friends, and getting better. I'm Ben Hansen, joined by Sergio Vasquez. Hello. Leo Vader. Thanks for having me, man. I'm um, sorry, king of YouTube, Leo Vader. Isn't that correct? That's right. Leo's- that hiding. Yeah, his personal uh, YouTube channel has been blowing up, all based on, well, based on your talent, but really, <laughs> it, the Catalyst was a video that has the headline, uh, Were the magi- Magicians and Now You See Me, Wizards or What? Did you see that being the one that would uh, make you a YouTube god? There's been a lot
1: that I've been like, "Oh, this is the one," so I can't really say that it was. But I was also, you know, this is a pretty good chance. I like the thumbnail.
0: Yeah has it uh, has it changed your mood? Yeah, isn't that weird? It's been overwhelming.
1: It's it was it was a while to really uh, let it sink in, as it were. But today isn't about me.
0: You're right. Today is about the wonderful. Ana Diaz, welcome to the show, Anna. Hi. Anna, on today's show, you're not going to believe it. We're going to be talking about Hitman 3. We're going to be talking about mm-hmm. The Medium. We're going to be talking about Cyber Shadow. And then we're mm-hmm. going to be talking about 10 of your favorite games of all time. Yeah. And uh, what is that in honor of, Ana?
2: Uh It's an honor of me stepping away from the show. Um, and basically, like... Well, okay. it's actually I'd see it more as a celebration of me getting a really (laughs) awesome opportunity, um, a new full time job that I just need to focus on for a while. um, That is, you know, still in video games and I can't say fully where I'm going, but I will be in games media and I will be doing what I love and like we'll have, you know, similar opportunities to keep you know doing this work um and offering game analysis and my thoughts on uh video games and you know covering niche weird internet things of games so yeah
0: um so this episode isn't so much a a goodbye as it is a congratulations yeah and it's going to be a weird thing of not exactly well you're gone forever it is you know Part of the MinMex family, always part of the MinMex family. Yeah, so it is yeah. a, you need to focus on your full-time job for a while here.
2: Yeah, yeah. No, and it's so, like, I should have announced it that I'm being downgraded to a friend of the show instead of saying, like, <laughs> oh, I'm leaving. Um, <laughs> because, like, um, it's just, yeah, like you said, it's just a matter, I need to focus on this job for at least a while. Um, and it's like, I'm not dying. Like, I was so <laughs> touched by how kind everyone was yesterday but then i was looking at it and i was like oh maybe this was like too hard of an announcement you know because we kind of like workshopped it a bit and um i was just like well at least like you know people i know people will be happy when like you know if they see me on random stuff in the future you know
0: yeah, um, it'll be really fun yeah. to have you back in whatever capacity that is, and whenever you'd like. But yeah, you're yeah. just downgraded to friend of the show. I mean, you're just like yeah. in the weird waiting room with fricking best friend Ronnie and yeah. Sarah Podzorski. You know the freaks. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. That's where no, you'll it's work, just you gonna
3: be. Hmm. You'll work in the same room as Sarah and Ronnie. You <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm in
2: Max' office. It's just Sarah and I um, sharing TikToks the entire time. So I hope <laughs> Ronnie's okay with that. I think he can live with it. Um,
0: Leo Vader. Uh, You had a big stream happening last week or on Tuesday night, technically, I guess, uh, yesterday, uh, of Hitman 3. That's All that's correct. (laughs) (laughs) So you were streaming Hitman 3 with uh, the dastardly Dan Reichert. Yes. Uh, Walk us through what happened. What was that stream, man? (laughs) Uh, It was a blast. I mean,
1: I loved Dan's Giant Bomb Hitman content years and years ago. And and being able to play with him, it was as fun as I would have hoped. We basically had these weird challenges for each other. My challenge for him, our challenge for him, as depicted by the MinMax Discord, was uh, to have him stack 20 bodies in a bathroom, basically, in <laughs> a bathroom stall. And it was a fun ride. It, w- it was a perfect uh, a perfect arc, you know, kind of a three-act structure to that
0: challenge that I really couldn't have been more satisfied <laughs> It was with. perfectly scripted. Out. Yeah, that was on his Twitch channel, and then he challenged you to a very specific goal on Minmax's Twitch channel and these archives will be up on our respective YouTube channels so you can check it out there but uh, i watched that entire thing and it was freaking riveting leo like there's oh, great. there's a moment in that first half where dan is stacking bodies in this bathroom in Hitman 3 and then it the it's all it's all over and done with like guards are coming into the bathroom. There's no way he can get out of this. A guard opens the bathroom door where there's just a pile of bodies. And I don't know Hitman, that well. So I don't know how weird this was exactly, but it looked bizarre where the guard opens the bathroom, the murder bathroom. But at the same time, he's opening the door. He turns around and is like looking behind him. And then the door closes again. And he just never happens to look in that door, which would have been game over for Dan. Cause everybody just would have shot him to hell. Right? Yeah. That was uh, lucky, <laughs> knowing <laughs> it, man. Yeah, it was very lucky. It was absurd. Yeah, you can check out those archives. But uh, at this point, I know you haven't played as much as you'd like. But as much as you'd like is like three hundred hours. But what do you think about Hitman hey Three <laughs> so far?
1: Oh, it it brings a tear to my eye thinking about it. I'm so happy. It's, uh, you know, we found out this morning that it's already made all its money back in development. And thinking back on like when Square Enix dropped them after the first one, it was like, will we get another one of these? Yeah. And there's definitely a world where that happened. And now instead we have this like beautiful celebration of like the whole Hitman series. Like the last real big level in this game is such an homage to like one of the greatest levels from blood money. Oh, awesome. And so many little conversations and characters that tie back into targets and things that happened throughout Hitman one and two. It's like having this package of, like, 22 beautiful destinations, huge, gorgeous, deep levels. It's like... I i almost am not in a rush to play it because it's like, this is infinite game here. <laughs> I just
0: have Hitman whenever I want it, and that's great. Yeah, it's like a nice, uh, nice lesson in, like, efficiency for development. You know, I saw some people talking on Twitter about how bizarre it is that Hitman 2016, that was the first reboot, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That that one was seen as a f- financial failure from Square, and then it's like, well... Uh, IOI will just take this one and publish it on their own and now hey it's already made its money back. If you just scope things correctly and cater to your audience in this way, even a big AAA studio like IOI can crank this out. It's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah, I don't feel like there's anything else like it going on. This game is like a
1: super um there's a it's clunky though, the carrying over the progress. Mm. You, You'd feel like having an IOI account would get you your progress carried over, but you have to make that and sign in with both games and then go to a carryover website, and then there's like 10 pages of fine print you have to read. Yeah, I know they didn't, you know, wanted to make it as smooth as possible, but it sucks that it is so obtuse for the player. And the always online thing, three games in, I don't feel like they've ever justified why you have to be always online. And when this game is popping off and it's you're disconnecting from the servers and have to reconnect every like 30 minutes just while playing a single player
0: game ridiculous what is that that was the most jarring thing about seeing this game in action with your stream with Dan was just seeing constant connection issues it's like how is everyone just tolerating this this is absurd yeah i mean you're out for like five seconds so it's not the end of the world but it is like
1: what is this getting me this always online thing i've never never felt like it was
0: worthwhile that's so bizarre
3: uh surreal have you continued to play hitman 3 I've actually I went back and tried to play a little bit more of the um, of the tutorial levels because so much of the appeal I think in Hitman is well in three specifically is how they're wrapping up the story yeah so I figured like you know after testing out a couple of the of the newer levels I'd go back and try to get through most of the series and I'm not entirely sure if I should just do like a tourist run of every level and then go back and do challenges, or if I should just totally immerse myself in one location at a time over the course of the year. Cause I feel like both of those seem like valid approaches of just like knowing, you know, Paris in and out and just being out, like doing everything I can in that. Uh, and then moving on to Sapienza or just doing everything one time and then going back to whatever levels I like.
1: I, I think just go for levels you like at this point, like the story is, there and it's cooler than ever in Hitman 3 but it's still you're not going to be bawling your eyes out because you committed and paid attention to the whole story. I like playing it like this game even I've been kind of jumping around and playing the levels in different orders and I like just filling in different parts of the story at different times and almost making it an asymmetrical storytelling type of thing for myself. I think it still works fine that way and it's like kind of more how it pays off to play is to play it based on what you're excited about, and even if that's replaying the same levels and jumping
0: around. Yeah. Leo, do you think you're going to stream more with Dan? Yeah, for
1: sure. If we were both, we both couldn't have been happier with how it went. We're definitely <laughs> going to do another
0: one. Oh, awesome. Yes, you can follow Dan Reichert on Twitch and follow Min-Mac's show on Twitch, and we'll be bouncing back and forth between those two, hopefully at some point in the future, but we'll communicate exactly when that's going on on our Twitter account or Discord, all that fun stuff. Um, Surreal, you checked out the Medium? You reviewed the Medium, right?
3: Yeah, I, I reviewed it for Polygon, which you can find. Uh, I think yeah, the embargo lifted this morning. Yeah, and yeah, I, I played it. It's it starts off really strong, um, but overall, I can't say that I'm that I'm a big fan of it. Um, it's weird because I think the the first R in that game I was a huge fan of because it is uh, without like I don't think there's a a ton to spoil, but like you're a medium you can see in both power like you can see in both the spirit world and the physical realm yeah work at a funeral home and so it's this like like resident evil one style adventure game where you know you're walking between fixed camera angles you're you know looking for things in the environment like the inventory system just feels lifted from resident evil 7 where it's like you find this item and it's like one of however many slots but that's not really the focus because there's no like okay i need to find the three keys and then i need to open this and here's a sliding puzzle it's not that involved at all it's mostly like okay you're in this room and there's a locked door the key is in this door or the key is in this room yeah um so it's really basic on that premise because it's really emphasizing story so this game
0: people were really excited about it because of it's connections to Silent Hill, or so people were reading into it, where it's Bloober Team, the developers who most recently made mm-hmm. uh, the Blair Witch game, and uh, the composer for this game is Akira Yamaoko, Yoka, sorry, Yamaoka. There's Oka? another one as
3: well, but like okay. it's, it's two composers, one of which is Akira Yamaoka.
0: Right, Silent Hill composer that everybody loves. And so I feel like the survival horror crowd has been building an anticipation about, like, is the medium what we're hoping for? Is this going to be awesome? Alternating between two worlds? This is it going to be great? And the answer is just, it's kind of interesting at moments, but blah.
3: Yeah, I think it's just not really survival horror. There's, like, really no survival aspect to it. There's no, like, oh, managing your health. There's no, like, I need, you know, well, like, you don't shoot anything, right? So there's yeah. no, like, okay, ammo management or anything like that. There's no, like, long-term, okay, I need to make sure that I'm keeping up on resources or whatever. It's like, more just a basic story. Like, yeah, it's more say, adventure game.
2: Would you say, like, because I'm the kind of person, I'm not good at, like, the survival part of horror. So it almost sounds like a good entry point to me to, like, horror genre you know just because i'm not good at like first person shooters like would you say like it's like easy i guess it it is
3: pretty easy like the 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 times when they actually try to do more than like just let you explore and solve puzzles and stuff i think are maybe some of the worst parts because there's there are sections where you're running from from like like a monster or, or you're like hiding from it and those stealth sections are like you know they're not crazy creative but they you get by them pretty quickly they're not anything too involved um and there's like one section later on where that where the layout is just kind of confusing like they have an in-game map and i had to re- like run back to the room several times because there's no there's no way to access it from the menu or anything you have to go back to this one room um but like the gameplay i think is is pretty simple but like the story i think uh starts off really interesting cuz it's like okay here's this one story about this one person who worked here here's this other person um and so, like, she's kind of learning from them, and you encounter, you know, ghosts that are kind of like, that are basically like Jack, where it's, they're, none of them are evil spirits or whatever. They're all just kind of people who've passed on, and, like, some of them know they're dead, some of them don't, but they're all kind of like, well, I'm here for a reason, I need to figure out what that is. Um, but then it very slowly starts dovetailing into, like, more kind of, like... Uh, thriller kind of conventional horror stuff where as you learn more about Marianne, like the reason why she's there, it's all this like, well, this person was in your past and this person abused this person. And so like for years and years, this was like the whole family history stuff. And that feels like this weird um, tonal shift from like, let's be very kind of somber and kind of um, empathetic towards like people who have passed away to like, okay, you need to get down to the bottom of this mystery. And it's like super, like, it's very telegraphed, like who, you know, there are like some twists that are like, okay, yeah, this was mentioned in a note earlier. Why hasn't the game caught up to me? Um, So like, I think it, it, I think it works overall, but there's just a lot of like very, very kind of seen here, done that kind of vibe where it's just like, by the end of it, it's just like, okay, that, that happened. And there's not a lot to linger on. And, you know, by the end of it, it's just like, yeah, it it the whole thing seemed to pretty like tepid for me.
0: Yeah, uh, the good news is that it's on Game Pass, so hey. Yeah, no I, I harm, no it, foul.
3: It is a pretty good showcase for like the new hardware. Oh, I, cool. it, I think it looks really nice. I think some of the animations are pretty like sti- like the facial stuff. I I don't think is great, but like it has that Resident Evil Seven esque like you see an uh, like a poster or like a pamphlet, and it it's like f- like photograph level of quality of just like, oh, this is really cool. It looks really lifelike. Yeah. And all the environments look really nice. So if you're looking for something that like, hey, I I want to look at a next gen game, like this is this is definitely that. And the fact that the gameplay is so simple kind of makes it easier to get into.
0: Yeah. All right. You actually convinced me. I might check it out on Game Pass then just to push yeah, the console I mean, like, to the it, limit.
3: Honestly, if you just played like those first two hours, this is probably like the best part of the game. So. All
0: right. That's interesting. Uh, that's the medium, everybody from Bloober. Um, Another game that's on Game Pass uh, is not exactly our technical powerhouse, but Cyber Shadow, which is published by Yacht Club Games, the studio that brought you uh, Shovel Knight. And then this is developed by Mechanical Head Games. But this is basically, it feels very Shovel Knight adjacent, right? Um, Except this is focusing on kind of 8-bit Ninja Gaiden as the mold, except you're a ninja going through Cyber City. Uh, Serial, have you had a chance to check this one out yet?
3: No, I I haven't been able to put any time to it, but I've I've it was kind of one of those games that I've been eyeing on the release schedule just because I think the trailer looked pretty interesting. Yeah. Um. But yeah, and like the I I really like Shovel Knight. I was I played a little bit of the the Bloodstained game, the Curse of the Moon, not the not the like the full three D like the 3D one, two and a half the, day or whatever hell yeah, yeah the, the retro the faux retro one. Uh. And so this felt like it was in that vein.
0: Yeah, yeah. I went into this thing just kind of wanted to seeing to see what it was like. Not a lot of expectations. ended up liking it a lot more than I expected. I think I'm going to keep going with it. But uh, it was such a relief to start up this game and not have it be a Metroidvania. I think I was fully expecting like, okay, here we go. Because it's not exactly my genre, a cup of tea. Um, but just like having a pretty straightforward thing of like, okay, you're getting here. Trying to get to the next checkpoint. Trying to get to the next checkpoint. And I think there's certain... Elements where you can go back and revisit old levels and maybe it'll become more in that vein later on. But just not having the map, just simple challenges, no lives, uh some sweet retro cutscenes in there again, calling back to the origins of Ninja Guide and all that stuff. But like the music in particular is fantastic. Uh and it's also on Game Pass. So it's a game that if you like the old Ninja Gaiden games, I definitely recommend checking out. Uh it's definitely getting to the point now where it's getting challenging. But again, the no lives thing, it's like, oh, this is just a great podcast game. It's just a blast through this retro experience. But as somebody who's not, you know, especially keen on retro games, I kind of feel like, I- I've had enough of those. Um, this one, I feel like rises above. And it's just a nice reminder. they like, oh yeah, retro style games can just be so good now. And most of them are just so good, so much better than those older games in a lot of ways. Um, except for this. Surreal, I can't wrap my mind around this, but you get a power up pretty early on. This is a Shuriken. But to mm-hmm. throw the Shuriken... You have to hit the attack button and up. Meanwhile, there are infinite other buttons on the controller (laughs) not being used. But I assume this is a just throwback to how you threw shurikens in Ninja Gaiden or something on the original NES. But it is the weirdest choice and there's not a way to remap it, but it's infuriating.
3: Huh, is it... it I'm guessing it's a jump. Uh, there's a jump button, and, and it's not up to jump, right? Cause that, Correct. That would be you got okay.
0: jump, and you got a simple attack. Very limited range here.
3: Yeah, that's probably just like a hey, we want to we want to be true to the spirit of any of like retro games, so we're not going to you know have you use red trigger for all these different you know power ups or whatever. Mm-hmm. But that definitely seems like a thing where it's like they should just make that an option, not like a mandatory thing.
0: Yeah, I mean. It's still it's doable, but every time I miss a shuriken and end up doing the basic attack, it's like God, just put it on another thing. But apparently, Inty Clark in the backstage pass watching us live, he says that's how it was on the NES. We're not playing on the NES, Ian. Let it go. Let the past die, for Christ's sake. Unless we're talking about the past of Ana Diaz and Ana's favorite games of all time.
3: <laughs> let's Ana, relive that past. Let's, let's jump into it. your
0: history. Okay, so you were saying that you had a really tough time compiling this list of ten games because it's. Turns out hard to rank these things.
2: Yeah, no, just that, like, I, in general, don't, like, maybe, I, despite it being maybe my job, I don't like putting <laughs> games, like, over or under each other because they qualitatively feel so different and sort of, you know, like, appeal to different points of my life and different sensibilities, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. You get the point. Yeah, but, but one of them has to be the best. Yeah, and I was able to pick 10. And I will say some of, like, the lower ones... There was a lot of you know, there there are a lot of games that could have been on this list and maybe I'll look back on this like an hour from recording this and really, really regret putting one over another. But yeah, it'll hey. happen. Here's mm-hmm. a, a list of 10. So do you still want to do it? I'll give you some hints here. Yeah, <laughs> let's work guess. our
0: way up. So number okay. 10, you give us some subtle hints. Subtle, because yeah. we're geniuses when it comes to this okay. stuff. And and right. we uh, know you so well. So we'll know exactly yeah. what feels like your 10th favorite game of yeah. all time. You read the back of its box. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and then take out keywords. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? A lot of the games that I grew up, I didn't, you know, for half my life didn't have boxes, game boxes, really. Okay, here we go uh number 10 yeah it's uh digital legos um roblox no minecraft yeah (laughs) perfect you got it it. okay so 10 i put minecraft Um, when was
0: the last time you played minecraft
2: uh like two weeks ago
0: perfect
2: yeah and you've been playing for 10 years now yeah i guess so well i think i didn't start playing it until like a couple years after it came out okay um like, one of my friends got it and was like, all right, like, we're all going to play Minecraft on the Xbox now. And then, of course, like, that's all we did for months and months and months. Um, and, like, it was so fun because that was one of the first games I played where, like, our non-gaming friends would also come and play Minecraft. So it was, like, the first game that I saw as, like, a young child having, like, an incredibly universal appeal. Um,
0: yeah, I... uh I gave my old Xbox One to my nephews, and so I'm trying to think of good games for them to play, Um, and Minecraft is like the obvious one, but my sister is very scared of it, like, oh, they'll get obsessed, I'm like, what, they'll have too good of a time? I don't understand, but I think they're not great with the controller, and so I worry about, like, the first person controls. Do you remember that being an issue of people, like, trying to play it back in the day and being like, I don't know how to control this freaking thing?
2: Um, No. I think it was like kind of awkward, but you know, it's just like any sort of upstart with learning a game. It's like, it feels a little weird. And then you just sort of get used to it.
1: Yeah. All right. And you have the time to like, okay, I'll walk up, turn and look at the tree, find the right thing, find the right button to hit the tree.
2: And we were always playing it in like a room with a decent amount of people. So like, there's plenty of people to ask questions of like, that's the thing is like the times I haven't enjoyed playing Minecraft. It's like when I have to like Google how to do something like Minecraft is infinitely better with friends, not just because like, I think a lot of games are improved by social interactions, but also because of like the random thing, like, Oh, how do I make a ladder? How do I make like a, you know, a switch or how do I make X? Right. You just ask your friend. It's easier to be talked through it than it is to, you know, look it up. Yeah,
0: totally. I, uh, yeah. I feel the need to get back into Minecraft. I feel like I'm, i'm due like it was a couple years ago where i went nuts on it on playstation 4 again like i played it on pc a little bit when it came out and then playstation 4 my friends and i got so into it i think it's it is boiling i need to go back to that sucker at some point
2: yeah it's it's like one of the only games that like i yeah sort of like periodically like just really get back into for a period of time and like i feel like i can always return to it
0: yeah all right number nine anna uh
2: number nine okay so giant trash ball <laughs> um, katamari damasi
0: yeah yeah
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> perfect uh, okay yeah i love it you, i mean you must have been pretty young when that first one came out were you playing oh, the first I,
2: one i only played i have here katamari damasi reroll because that's when i played it
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh really oh, that's wow. fascinating that was like that was your first time
2: wow. yeah yeah that was just like a
0: year ago, a year and a mm. half ago, wasn't well, it? Well,
2: I think at this point it's probably four or three years old. I think reroll, really? Maybe I'm just yeah. thinking of the
0: Switch port in particular. That could be.
2: Maybe, maybe it's like two years old.
0: Yeah, but like, but did you know it from memes and your cool hip culture before you dove into reroll?
2: Well, I had seen it. Like, I always kept like a running list of like PlayStation games I was always interested in returning to at one point. Yeah. So it was like, was one. Um, Okami was another. Um, just like games that visually looked interesting and fun to me Um, and so like Katamari was on there but I didn't see like memes or anything I was just like oh this looks different you know and so I'm interested in it Um, yeah and like it's like a nine because I think it's one of the best gameplay loops of all time like it's
0: very satisfying and yeah for sure one of the best soundtracks of all time
2: Oh, easy completely match. too. And that and that was the thing was like, I was not expecting that soundtrack from that game. And so to have that like, soundtrack was just like an absolute delight and like really surprising because I feel like with the game like Kaimari, it's really easy to just like sort of, you know, layer on whatever music. Um, like, they didn't need to give us a really good soundtrack, <laughs> but they did. It was a um, gift from the gods. Inspired, so <laughs> <laughs> Thank I'm god. surprised
3: more, more, like, indie developers haven't done something like it. You know, I think there's the, some stuff like mm. Don't County, sort of that game, but mm-hmm. in, in reverse. But mm-hmm. I, maybe I, I just have, I've missed them, but it doesn't seem like there's a ton of games that are, like, cribbing from that game. The technology.
0: No. It's hey. too difficult to build. There mm. was, oh my god, this is a distant memory. Is it a PlayStation Three game? There's some game where you're a blob getting bigger and bigger. Help me out. And then you're like, it's it, not the blob. It's not the blob, the blob, but you play as the blob. Um, not is it? The
2: blob or not the blob? <laughs> it's that not
0: neck. It. God, this is killing me. It's like 2D. P- hang on. PS3. Loco, Roco. No. PS3 blob game downloadable. Yeah, Tales from Space about a blob. Yes, that is it. Uh <laughs> is a game where you get bigger and bigger. So, you know, it's out there on the tip of everybody's tongue, like Tales from Space about a blob. <laughs> and Agar.io, actually. That
1: browser game where you're dots and mm-hmm, you eat other mm-hmm. dots to get bigger. Mm-hmm. That's
3: basically competitive. Uh, Katamari Damacy, right? It yeah. is, without yeah. any charm.
2: <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, like, a lot of mobile games have, like, ch- very cheaply... Um, tried to like reintegrate some of those kind of like satisfying game loops but
0: yeah you know what they should do hang on ooh hang on this is perfect isn't Katamari isn't that a Bandit Namco joint for publishing
2: yeah Hmm. yeah
0: Yeah. I mean why don't they combine the Pac-Man license with Katamari where it's just wide open world you eat pellets you get bigger every time and then you can consume instead of ghosts just like bigger and bigger objects that's the crossover we need
2: it's right yeah, there. I think you're on to something. Here. Thank I you think so much. Thank something. you. The this ghosts
1: are giant,
0: towering over the city, and they
1: can
3: eat you until you get big enough. Yeah, they're like kaiju ghosts. Yes, yes, yes. Hang That's on. Basically, I'm, the level system. It's like stories. So you have to be like this is a 32 story ghost. Mm-hmm. You have to be 32 <laughs> stories to eat it. Yes. Right. Yes. Uh, fun random Katamari fact.
0: I forget who it was, but I remember talking to somebody that worked on. Oh, hang on. Let me try and remember. This is the beauty of podcasting right next in front of a computer here so I can (laughs) Google everything. But um, they were talking about being in the room when they were trying to come up with the name of the Katamari game for the Vita. And they said that it was a joke in the room that they should call it Touch My Katamari. (laughs) <laughs> and then that ended up being the actual name of the game. It was one of those like, stupid jokes that was like, you know what, let's actually roll with this. It's got that stupid touch screen on the Vita. Let's actually call this thing Touch My, Katagar- touch My Katamari, and it went through the entire process, which is mm-hmm. absurd. Anyways, Anna, number eight, or number seven, where are we at?
2: Uh, we're on number eight, yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, all right. Um, Nintendo siblings fighting all the time. So Smash sad. Smash
0: brothers.
2: Yeah. Which um, one? I, I put on Melee. Um. But, like, I will say, like, I have never had, like, a, an ideological commitment to any specific <laughs> Smash Bros. Like, I grew up playing, you know, I actually, it's one of the only Nintendo 64 games that I did play because a neighbor um, had it. And so we played it. Like, I've played it throughout the entire franchise. And, like, I am just so down to play whichever one is, like, you know, m- happens to be most recent Um yeah, and, so,
0: and who's your main?
2: Uh, it's Pikachu. Uh-huh. Uh, but I also really like playing as Ness, and now in the new one, Inkling is really fun. Perfect.
3: Huh, which is weird because I think if I remember correctly, Pikachu is like one of the best characters in in Ultimate. So it's weird that you like you swapped roles at that point. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Right. Well. I still when I sometimes like okay a lot of times like I like to when I'm playing with my family I like to learn new players but then if I keep getting B and I get really frustrated then I'll swap to Pikachu you know just to yeah. like push him all around. Oh mad now. Bit. I, that is such
0: like a core smash idea of just like I am losing I'm switching to my main I'm going to Young Link and then if you <laughs> lose as your main that's yeah, when man. you just throw a controller through the window. And you just
2: get tilted
0: yeah. Yeah. Um, all right on it super subtle hint this time. Let's okay, see let's subtle. see how subtle we can go
2: um okay just like um, the look on your
0: face we'll be able to guess it
2: maybe this isn't subtle enough but rock climbing
0: shadow of the colossus breath of the wild
2: yeah breath of the wild
0: getting over it
2: <laughs> <clears throat> is was that not subtle enough? no that's
0: good that's good oh, that's uh, although okay, you're playing do, you're playing I'll shadow of the colossus now though right hmm? aren't you playing shadow of the colossus now
2: I'm. I haven't picked it up. Because oh! I, I keep. I keep because, like, I didn't realize that, like, uh, with near uh, automata, automata, I say it both ways every time because I'm so be self-conscious. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just one of those games that you keep replaying. Yeah. And like every time, I'm like, okay, I'm just like, I'm gonna put it down for a while until I rebeat it again. But then I'm like, well, let me just like see what the new beginning looks like. Yep. And then like I just get sucked into it like completely over again and so i actually have not been able to pull myself away from that game at all um so yeah i don't i don't know if there's climbing in shadow of colossus (laughs) because
0: who can say we won't spoil anything for you but if you like breath of the wild climbing you might be uh in luck uh okay Uh, subtle just beautifully subtle
2: oh you guys aren't gonna get this one
0: okay just medium subtle
2: I'm just like going with silly hints. Um, March of the Penguins,
0: Surfs Up, the licensed game for GameCube. No, no, Happy Feet, the licensed game for Wii. <laughs> no. <laughs> um. Let's see. Has Morgan Freeman starred in any game? Was there a Nutcracker, the Four Realms video game? Um, oh, uh, uh, Club Penguin. Yeah. Oh, yeah. damn it! Of course. <laughs> Nice. Yeah, I love. I that feel like I had to there. give
2: a more obvious um, hint that time.
0: And hang on, that sound you're hearing is thousands of people screaming about the idea of Club Penguin being above Breath of the Wild on this list.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, love I'm it. prepared to. I'm the person who put what I put Among Us like what third third on my top ten list for 2020, and so yeah, so like, you can be I, wrong. I'm like ready to defend like. MMOs and just like free games, yeah, like, social experiences for sure. Yeah. I think it's a good call. Yeah, uh, and Club Penguin is a social experience. Mm-hmm. You can go to the club. You can go make pizza. You can go play uh, card games with your friends. Uh-huh. Um, it is. It's like it's great. And what I like about Club Penguin again is just like going with my theme of also like appreciating specific fandoms that like keep me rooted in certain games um the club penguin fandom is ridiculous because like they evaded uh disney ended up buying the rights to to club penguin that's right and they ran it into the ground horrible uh and then fans released like a clone fan-made version that was like a a socialist club penguin utopia because everyone (laughs) was like a member because when you're a kid like when it was like owned by other companies you had to like pay to unlock certain things yeah um but then it was so great to revisit later on because, like, I was never a member when I was a kid. And so I had to, like, grind out a lot more for certain things. Um, but then, like, this fan-made version, there was, like, no paywall for any of the content. And so I Beautiful. thought that was really cool.
0: <laughs> okay, next one.
2: Okay, next one. I'm going to just go really vague here. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, boat. Wind Waker. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Nailed it. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> All right. Next one.
2: Okay, number three is Fuzzy Pickles. This it's might... a really specific hint.
0: This is hmm. some joke.
2: I'm making it a little harder.
0: Uh, is this some uh what's that show everybody likes? Rick and Morty? Yeah, yeah is it one of those jokes?
2: N- it's no. This this predates Rick and Morty. Wow. Fuzzy
3: pickles. Another, that is another hint.
0: Is yeah. this uh Harvest Moon? nope is it stardew valley nope
1: is it earthbound
2: yeah oh. i still have
1: ray luaza in the chat thank you <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah that's um because there's like a that's like a pop culture reference but there's a ton of pop culture references throughout the game um obviously like one of my favorites could also be a one um i'm surprised it wasn't i thought that
0: was your number one
2: yeah well i don't know well Again, it's really hard to put... I feel like these top three are all just like really incredibly important games in my life. And so let's leave it at that. Okay, uh, no judgment. I've talked enough about Earthbound, so I feel like we can go to two now. Okay. How's there a way to not vaguely um, <laughs> talk about this game? Um, Halo. Rotating.
0: Karu, Karu, Karu Rin. Spinny's Journey.
2: Yeah, it's <laughs> Spinny's Journey is...
3: Yes. Kind Fez? Of <laughs> That's a good guess. Oh Tetris.
2: Uh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. I'd like
1: What's your ideal form of Tetris?
2: Um, I really like Tetris effect. I think it's one of my favorite Tetrises. Um, and then also a shout out to Puyo Puyo Tetris just for like that was like My co-op, my local co-op Tetris game that I play
0: with my family. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, I've been uh, in the the bliss after finishing Cyberpunk 2077 about like, I don't know what to play. There's nothing too juicy yet out in 2021. What I went to is I would just sit in my basement here and listen to podcasts and I got really into playing competitive Puyo Puyo Tetris 2 Mm. uh, on Switch.
2: How's the competitive uh, servers on that? It's
0: good, um, but the downside is you will get your ass annihilated. It was like 85% of the time I would lose, uh, but still fun. Like for those rare chances, it was like, okay, I'm getting somebody not from Japan, some schmuck from America (laughs) that I might have a chance with, but it's still really fun to play.
3: (laughs) Uh, yeah. It's interesting. I think Tetris is like the one game you can get away with, like just some version of Tetris. Like there are mm-hmm, there mm-hmm. are lesser and better versions of Tetris, but like mm-hmm. I think there are be series where if you just said like I like Mario is number two, like it would be like well which one? one yeah. yeah. Versus Tetris versus just like they're all pretty different. Like Tetris effect is very different from Puyo Puyo, but yeah. it's like yeah, if you just put Tetris on there, it's like people know what you
2: mean. Yeah, like, I basically. mean. Tetris, yeah.
3: I think it's good.
2: Yeah, the formula, like, carries over the most from game to game. Yeah. Like, if you know how to play one Tetris, you know how to play all the Tetrises.
0: Yeah. Okay, so no hints now for number one. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, this is tough. Earthbound was, I thought, the ringer. Persona 5 seems aggressive for your top 10 favorite of all time. Is there some...
3: Is, there, it, un, is it Undertale?
2: no Ooh, not oh oh my god! Love <laughs> penguin okay. undertale and earthbound i just need one of those games on my list um they're in the same body of work
0: i'd, mm. I'd argue mm-hmm. um is this gonna be roblox
2: no i have <laughs> i haven't played that much roblox then <laughs> well you're you're like an expert on it i don't know yeah that's true i mean i've like he, roblox is a storefront too doesn't just for our listeners at home just you know
3: it's on your other list of top 10 storefronts yeah it's right.
2: on my list of top 10 platforms up there with steam <laughs> and the epic game store mm,
0: just the best uh i made the mistake of glancing to the uh backstage pass chat which i believe nailed it um surreal do you have a guess since you were looking at that they're, they're probably gonna guess DS. a
2: game that i really like and forgot to put on the list
0: serial
3: super mario 64 ds
2: no. Okay.
0: Surreal, there might be a hint as to what this game likely is without Anna saying a word, just by looking at her camera. Oh, is it Pokemon Yellow?
2: <laughs> it's not Pokemon Yellow. Silver. Um, yeah, basically. I put Pokemon Crystal because that's the version that I have. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Number one. Yeah. Yeah. And I wasn't sure if I was gonna get roasted for this. No, um, what are you talking about? Oh, Why
3: would like, you get yeah, roasted? That for to that. me is probably like I like gold and silver, but y- you're right in that Crystal is, like, the epitomized version of those games. Yeah. the real Pokemon moved. They, had it, they were, instead of still images, they were, like, mm-hmm. animated gifts, I imagine, of these Pokemon just mm-hmm. playing on. For that, and you could, uh, I think that was the first one where you could choose to be either, like, a male or female trainer, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so, um, right? It was the first, because you couldn't in gold and silver. That sounds yeah, right. If I'm correct, yeah. But you definitely could in Crystal. Um, and... Um, Just, again, like, incredibly foundational, important game to me growing up. And, like, I revisited it so many times. Like, I revisited it, like, later on in elementary school and then in college. And then, um, like, it. I feel like it kind of holds up, to be honest. Um, Yeah, and
0: even, you know, if you don't go for Crystal, just going for Soul Silver or Heart Gold. mm -hmm. Like, I played those not too long ago on DS, and those are still fantastic
2: Mm -hmm. yeah and i think that um like i was i was kicking around because i probably actually spent more time playing ruby sapphire throughout my life which people that might make people cringe because there are a lot of people who really don't like ruby and sapphire because it's representative of this time when pokemon franchise was like kind of like at a lower point but um i did end up going with uh crystal because it is just like this incredible experience of like Beating all the gyms, all eight gyms. And then, oh my gosh, there's a whole other region. It's um, so cool. And so, um, and just like, yeah, obviously, you know, doing so many other things right and setting the tone for, for the entire franchise. So yeah. Um,
0: yeah. Well, there we go. The most important Ana game. So if you want to become Anna, you can actually yeah. slowly morph into her by playing all those yeah. games in that order. And then yeah. once you beat Red in Pokemon Crystal, then you will become honest. so congratulations. Yeah.
2: And I'll play, well actually Club Penguin was shut down, Disney eventually cracked down, um, but I'll play Club Penguin whenever, like it's like during quarantine, it's like still kind of slaps, like not gonna lie. Um, <laughs> went with my friends to an Igloo party one time we're like <laughs> all the people who are still on it are kind of our age too, which is funny, because it's just people like revisiting the servers, being like oh yeah, we used to play this game um, Cause kids don't, kids aren't interested in club penguins. So.
0: Yeah. Yet until it's, yeah. you know, the next big Disney mm-hmm. hit film or something. Um, yeah. Hey, surreal, do you know how this whole thing operates? Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to give you a hint. Please. Right.
3: <laughs> uh, Patreon.
0: That's right. And to be more specific, it's patreon.com slash minmax with two N's. Thanks to everybody that supports us at any tier, which gives you access to the wonderful discord where you can find people to play games with. Uh, constant, sharing of get a loads of this is is uh, constant game discussion. It's a very fun community. So thanks to everybody who jumps in there and submit questions for the podcast, all that fun stuff. Um Anna, I sent you over a plug on Slack. Yeah. Did you get that one?
2: Yeah, I did get the Slack. Um, okay. This is from Slack trying to not send it, but you know, I went over there and it's like, no, give me those ad rates. Exactly. And the slack
0: so the first one's from beaten down Brian, who supports us at a big tier on Patreon. Thank you so much. Beating down yeah. Brian.
2: Um all right, here's my ad read, my second ad read ever. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> from Beatin' Down Brian. This week, I'd like to recommend checking out the recently launched Great Gaming Debate podcast from community members Wes Bates, Jonah, Keaton, and Steve. These four friends gather around to discuss the games they've been playing as well as tackling some of gaming's biggest headlines. Check them out on your preferred podcast service or head over to their YouTube channel for their video version. And don't forget to leave a comment for your chance to be in the comment section. Awesome. Um,
0: that is yeah. the Great Gaming Debate Podcast from the Minmax community. That's awesome. Cool to see. Thank yeah. you so much for being down, Brian. Also thanks to Pretty Good Printing, prettygoodprinting.com slash specifically if you want to see what uh, Seth has cooked up there. This is a one-man print shop run by Seth. If you're looking for stickers, invitations, banners, graphic design, and more, you can check out prettygoodprinting.com. You can also follow the Instagram at... Pretty Good Printing, and you can use the promo code MinMax for 10% off. Uh, Seth says, it would mean the world to me and my family if you considered using us for anything you might need. So stickers, invitations, banners, graphic design, all that stuff, go to prettygoodprinting.com. And he has stickers to give away. And Seth says you can put these stickers wherever the hell you want. Uh, And so we are going to give these stickers away to whoever guesses the specific game. In a quick round of game case trivia with people watching us live at the Backstage Pass tier. So, look alive, Backstage Pass. Are you ready for this? So, reading the back of a game case, omitting key details, first one to get it, wins the pretty good printing stickers. This is a quote from Die Hard Game Fan The best game ever to hit a screen. This isn't game of the year, this is game of the year. The decade. Game players is guess or they, they have the quote saying. It's gonna take a miracle for another game in the 16-bit category to even compete with this one for game of the year. It would take a miracle. I don't I don't well. want to spoil anything, but I don't think this game won game of the year in in many people's eyes. Uh, and then it says in big letters, eat dirt. It's gonna take a miracle for another game in the 16-bit category to even compete with this for game of the year. Evan1Sonic guesses Dirt 5. Incorrect, uh, Evan1Sonic, but great guess.
3: It's, it's, there it's we dirt
0: go! 5, I don't think it's in the 16-bit category. <laughs> Not quite. But it's better than the 16-bit games. Strange Sloth takes it that is Earthworm Gems box. (laughs) The best game ever to hit a screen. I think we did get a miracle that year, it turns out. That's right. It was a miracle. Who would have thunk it? Uh, Recorded by the Catholic Church as such. So congratulations to Strange Sloth. (laughs) Uh, Seth will reach out to you and send out some wonderful Min-Max stickers. Thank you so much, everybody. We appreciate it. Also, thanks to our friends at IM8Bit. They want you to know that you can get Grindstone on Switch, and also the vinyl soundtrack for Grindstone. This is the game from Capybara. Uh, It was one of Kyle's favorites, and now you can get the physical edition for the Nintendo Switch and it comes with a reversible cover that also comes with a custom six cran set so you can draw your own reversible cover for this Nintendo Switch game, which is such an awesome idea. Uh, and the vinyl soundtrack, it has a great soundtrack. Uh, you can get that soundtrack which is covered in spot. Varnished guts, and it includes a fold-out coloring poster. The music is by Sam Webster, so please check that out at iMateBit Store. You can use the promo code Max New Year, all one word, Max New Year, for 10% off everything in im8bit's wonderful online store that's under $100. All right, we have a bunch of community questions to get to, and our absolute favorite community question. They are going to win uh, the Untitled Goose Game physical edition from IM8Bit. Every week, IM8Bit gives out a wonderful prize to somebody from our community. So the best community question will get a sweet physical version of the Untitled Goose Game. Before we go, Leo, you're going to leave us as well. We're going to hot swap you with somebody. Um, But without revealing too much... Uh, There's going to be some changes going on next week with a certain show that we stream every Tuesday on Twitch, yes? That's right. Try and guess which one. (laughs) (laughs) Should we get into it now? There are
1: dozens. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, let's talk about it. Yeah. Basically, the pitch is, instead of The Great Goaty Hunt, which typically focuses on new games, it's still going to be us streaming. At that time, with community votes, but it's going to be under the umbrella New Show Plus. And the idea is that it's a new show every single week. Yeah. So there'll be, uh, you know, me and Hanson playing Raft together, getting really into a survival game like that. Could be an option. Jeff, I'm finally finishing Red Dead. I'm sure at some point it'll be on there. And the idea is, last week's show will always be on the poll next week to do another episode of. So if it was really fun, if it was a banger you can vote to have us uh, continue that show until it runs its natural course. Or else the new show will just have one episode.
0: We'll try something else next week. <laughs> so, so it's sort of like TKO, but with, t- with shows. Ooh. Right. <laughs> Hang on, is it too late to change the name just to TKO but about gameplay uh, shows. <laughs> yeah, we'll figure something out. Okay. Yeah, but we just thought we Great Goaty Hunt is is good and I love having the community vote every week for what we stream, but I feel like we could be having more fun if we were more passionate about the games that we're choosing. So that is the goal is to pack more fun and passion for some interesting options uh, for people to vote on and you get to vote if you're at the Backstage Pass tier on Patreon. So thanks to everybody that supports us at that tier and you will be able to dictate our content moving forward. Uh, still and I'm sure our community
1: will have their own ideas for shows that we would love to hear and put on the poll for sure
0: yeah so get ready for that next week it'll be a fun time for changes there um, Leo do you want to give yourself a round of applause for such a brilliant idea <laughs> <laughs> thank oh. you I don't know how much of my idea it was Yay, it definitely hey, Leo. It hey, Leo. well Leo I was thinking like instead of a round of applause what if you just gave yourself like one big applaud Woo! <laughs> Kyle Hilliard has joined us.
4: Hey, it's it weirdly uh, been a while. Like, I've missed a couple episodes here. I've been busy.
0: Yeah, what are you doing over there? What's going on? Just just work, you know, work
4: picking up, doing work stuff and working. Cool. Working out. Working out, really? Ooh. Yeah. Actually, when's the next um, Better Quest? Uh, the, 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 why is the name of the show slipping my mind? Where, is it where we call you and talk about improving ourselves.
0: Better Quest. <laughs> Better right. quest. I don't know why I couldn't think of the name. When's the next better quest? Hanson? Maybe I'll call in. Uh, it's the first Thursday of every month. So, oh my God, that's okay. next week. Yeah. That'll be uh February 4th.
4: Okay. I'll try to call in. Okay. Talk about my exercising.
0: That's very
4: interesting. When you
3: said you, you were getting a full-time job is cause is that what you meant? That you were just quitting to like, you know, get that work in full time, try to get shredded. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's right.
3: right. <laughs> and that's what Anna's leaving to do
0: as well, I think it's just to get yeah. straight. I'm my full time job. Yeah. Wait, yeah. Anna's leaving? <laughs> okay. oh, uh, by the way, people in the backstage Pass and I'm sure in the comments are wondering where you're going, Anna. Do you have a timeline for when that's going to be announced or when they can oh, yeah. expect
2: that? Uh, this Monday. You okay. will
0: all know. Perfect. Yeah. So, yeah. Anna, we have a bunch of questions in general about games. Some are particular to you and your experience and your time here. Um, but if we don't get to your question, or if there's something that you're like, oh, I would love to talk to Anna about this, or thank Anna for this, uh, you will have an opportunity this Sunday. This Sunday, the 31st at 6 p.m. Central, we're kicking off MinFax, which is our community Q&A show, and the end of every month we do a call-in show, and Anna will be on that one. So if you want to podcast with Anna about anything under the sun, uh, that'll be a great opportunity. So everybody at the MinMax Council tier on Patreon can call in and talk to us about whatever you like. It'll be a good time. Um, almost as good as Rigoberto here. Uh, Rigoberto Hernandez says, it's so bittersweet to say bye to Anna, but congrats! I appreciated the fandom deep dives, especially Blaseball, which I finally understand after watching your episode of Refreshed. My question has perhaps already been answered a long time ago, but I am new here. What made you decide to join MinMax?
2: Um, well, it was just like a really good opportunity for me. Um, i you know met Ben, I'm based in Minnesota, and so there are only so many games journalists here, yeah, um, we kind of have to stick together um and so I met Ben and then just like came on the show and then i guess I guess I did well enough that <laughs> the community wanted me back and so um, it was just a matter of like as far as you know what made me want to do it was you know just I wanted like that was my dream, right that is my dream is to you know have you know write and talk about video games and so this was a fantastic opportunity to do that and the community was wonderful and so like that certainly helps like as in like i guess like an up-and-coming voice like it's really nice to have like a warm and welcoming place to sort of um you know sometimes make mistakes but then also grow
0: yeah well i hope you got something out of the experience but we're gonna be talking a lot more about it here uh tom blackburn Mm -hmm. says question for Anna: why and then he says thanks for all the hard work you put in all the fresh ideas you brought to MinMax. best of luck in your new job and i hope we'll see you as a guest again in the future crypto zookeeper says i don't have a question just want to say how refreshing uh, no pun intended. Uh, Anna's presence has been, and while I'm sad to see her move on, I'm excited for her as well. All the best, Anna. Thanks for all the sweet comments from everybody.
2: Everyone's so nice.
0: They're all very nice. Uh, Xavier Perez finally has a question for somebody like Kyle. Let's give this guy some attention, please.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, yeah put he says, me in the spotlight. <laughs> here we go. He says, hey, Ben and crew. I recently played Paradise Killer on Switch after hearing Justin McElroy recommend it, and I thought it was incredible. The only problem is none of my friends have played it, so I had no one to talk about it with. I even gave my friend a $20 eShop gift card just so he could get it and I could talk to him about it. Have you all ever played a game that you desperately wanted to talk about but none of your friends had played it? Thanks for all the great content. Thank you, Xavier. This is uh, basically the equivalent of that... Well, I guess not the same. But I think of that dumb Jim Gaffigan bit, Kyle. I'm sure it's always on the tip of your tongue where he has that bit about just seeing heat for the first time and he's desperate to talk about heat and he tries to talk about it with all his friends. His friends are like, yeah, I don't know. We saw that 20 years ago. We don't want to talk about it, man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, what, uh, what jumps out in everybody's mind for a game that you really want to talk about, but then your friends do. I mean,
4: we had the, so it's like there, there's always the ones that popped to my head were like games that I was reviewing that I couldn't, didn't want to spoil things for other people and like couldn't, Talk about like Breath of the Wild, right? Right, right. I had the chance to play that early, and like I just remember, sort of to myself, being like, "This is incredible! This is incredible!" And like I didn't want to like spoil it for anybody else. I remember even our first conversation. Uh, When I was finally able to talk about it on like a podcast, Hanson, like I was like nervous to talk about it. Like, you know, I was like, I have to make sure I get across how amazing this
0: experience has been for me, you know, and I don't know if I was successful. It's it's, I actually not too long ago went back and rewatched our like review discussion for Breath of the Wild back on the Game Informer Hmm. show because I wanted to get a sense of like how enthusiastic we all were and how enthusiastic you were. And I think I was waiting for you to be more effusive is that the word i was waiting for you just to be like yeah. jesus christ you guys you don't understand what's waiting for you but instead it was just kind of like yeah i know like the navigating's really good uh i think the world's really good i like the store you know it, i was waiting for that just you know you don't understand yeah. grabbing us by the shoulders moment and it didn't really happen i think i was scared to do it like i
4: wasn't sure how confident i was in my own personal experience i was also exhausted <laughs>
0: <laughs> from just ripping through the game, yeah. It's not a game. I guess that makes sense. Um, yeah, I guess for me it, it's a recent example, but Yakuza yeah, like a dragon. Uh, I love that game so much, and I'm waiting for you know people like Grant and Ronnie, friends of the show, to to finally jump into that sucker. Um, Cyril, have you had that? Have you gotten to talk to talk about Yakuza like a dragon enough?
3: Uh, may, not as much as I would have liked, but I've definitely. I think I've heard enough about it from other people that it kind of fills that void. I think I think Owlboy was one of those big ones where I was kind of like, man, I love this game a lot. Uh, like, And that was a weird thing where it was almost the opposite of what ended up happening with Kyle where I was really effusive about it and I remember thinking like, I can't wait for other people to start playing this. And then it almost never, basically never happened. Like other people did not come <laughs> approach to me and said like, oh, I really like this. I think most people just didn't end up playing it. Yeah, correct. Uh, I, I I don't know how well it sold, but, like, I think then, they had a physical edition. But I just feel, like, quietly, like, that is a game that I just love. And at this point, I I it's been enough time that I don't remember a ton of specifics about it, of, like, why specifically, like, what moments I wanted to talk about. But overall, I still remember that game really, really fondly. But I just, yeah. I haven't met another person who really liked that game or has played it. So.
4: Well, I, Cyril, I think I gave you the most heartbreaking response to that, where I was like, yeah, I played, like, the first two hours... And I just don't like flying. And it's like, that's <laughs> like the whole
3: of the game. The <laughs> <best and> <laughs> <apart>. <laughs> it's one of the best things. Yeah. Uh, Anna,
0: something about for you?
2: Um, well, for me, like my experience is just like the majority of my friends. I don't have like barely any friends who play video games. I have like mm. one friend who plays video games and plays like two games a year, um, for a really long time. And so it's just like a matter of my day to day life, like wanting to talk about video games and then like trying to explain the concept of Final Fantasy VII to my (laughs) friends like where we're just like taking a walk and being like, how are you? And I'm like, oh, let me tell you (laughs) 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 about this game that I'm playing. Um, It's impossible
0: to explain. Like, I remember on a first date one time, you know, of course, video games Will come up and then they're like, "Do you have a favorite video game?" And I was like, "Yeah, it's called Final Fantasy VII." And they go, "Oh, what's <laughs> it about?" And it's like sitting at a brewery, like trying to explain the plot of Final Fantasy Seven. It's like, ah, oh, it's about saving the world and eco terrorism and uh, the terror of identity. <laughs> like I don't know, man. <laughs> uh, how's Seven going for you, by the way, Anna? Um, I
2: haven't played. Much more. Are you feeling
0: like um, you might not keep going? Or you're going to stay stopped right after
2: uh, Midgar? No, I'm. I'm pretty determined to go back. I just um, have just been like too absorbed in like other games. Um, yeah, and so it's so hard because like when you have like a you're playing a game with the great combat system, and an incredible story, like you, it's it's hard to sort of go back to. Yeah. The retro game. The retro game, it's just, it's really, it's a hard compete with, you know.
0: With the stuff. modern one. Right? But we get it. We
2: get I'm it. I'm hoping to, like, have a nice, like, really sort of loungy long morning one morning and do some, get some progress in it. Because I can play it on my Switch and I can't play the other games on my Switch, so.
0: That's true. That's true. Uh, Joseph Dowdy says, hello, Min Max. It's sad to see Anna leave, but good luck in everything you do. Uh, anyway, my question is for you, Anna. What has MinMax taught you that you will carry with you in your career? This is, this is way too big.
2: Yeah. I mean, (laughs) I think, I think um, actually like a good thing that I've sort of learned in my time here is just like true. Like it's going to sound really simple and very duh to people. I think maybe to listeners, but it is to like put my energy and thoughts and to talk about like the games that I actually enjoy playing. Like, I feel like I have for a long time did sort of get caught up in like, okay, like here are the kinds of games like I should enjoy. Mm. And like, I let that off or like, here's what I should think about this thing. And so like, this has been like a good period of time where like, I felt like I've been able to sort of separate myself a little bit and really ask myself like, well, what have I actually enjoyed playing? And like, what do I think about this game versus like, what do I think? Like, I should think about this game. Um, mm.
0: Yeah, and it's specifically with like podcasting, it's a good lesson to learn over time as well. Is just
2: yeah, if you like a
0: game, fine, just don't talk about it. Or if you don't like a game, don't talk about yeah. it. If there's a game that's like exactly in your wheelhouse and you think it's completely blowing it and you're passionate about it, just follow that passion. And hopefully, there'll be more positive passion discussions than negative, because that's ultimately what's going to carry across on a podcast more than technically this game exists.
4: Yeah, which brings me to my point where, I like, I didn't love the first level of Hitman. I don't know if it's for me necessarily. Oh, oh
0: interesting. Yeah, the floor is yours, Kyle. Here we go. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> exactly the type of thing. Yeah, it's like, what's even, I'll just not talk about it. It's so much easier. Yeah. It's interesting. I feel like over the last year, you've kind of been steering that other direction, Anna. I feel like a couple times you've mentioned, like, I want to get better about trying to play big new releases in general.
2: Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, like, I mean... But, you know, as I play them, it's not like I'm going to be open to a bunch of different kinds of games. Right. And so, like, I, I want to be open to a variety of experiences, but um, and there are some games I feel like I should play. But like n- that being said, I'm more open now to being like, oh, yeah, like even though I felt like this this game should be important, I don't like it. Like, I think we ha- literally have a question about this later where like I could go into details over like specifics um, yeah. of like, okay, I'm just going to let myself name and that's fine. Even though I initially thought that I should like it.
0: Yep. It's, it's fine to let things go. Something yeah. will pop up in the near future that you'll be passionate about. Right. Yeah. Um, But that has gotta be scary in the freelancing world, Anna, where it's that feeling of like, Oh, I hope something pops up that will spark some idea in me that I can then pitch to a bunch of different people to make something happen.
2: Yeah, I mean, I I will say, I mean, as far as freelancing goes, I feel like the pressure is different because, like, I don't I don't actually pitch a stunt a ton of stories based on like video games or like essays on video games. Yeah, because like my sort of beat is sort of like fandom and internet culture of games, and so right or like that's where I focused a lot of my people. Like, so if you like look at my pieces, it's like how fans are receiving the latest Pokemon DLC or like how fans have been inspired by games like Stardew and animal crossing to like go undertake home improvement project. Like it's not like, it's very kind of like it's different. And so at least like, I don't feel like I'm less of a reviewer as is that doesn't right. mean I won't eventually get into that.
0: But. Yeah, for sure. Uh killer question from Jared Buffington here. Uh, he says dungeons are a fixture of video games, but they are so far from their counterpart in our reality. In games, they're a place to fight monsters, solve puzzles, and find treasure. In reality, a dungeon is an underground prison at the bottom of a castle where you would be starved and tortured? I'm not a fan of these subterranean environments and would rather game developers choose different settings for their games. Why do games use dungeons so frequently? The same question could be said for crypts as well as caves, I guess. But what is with video games' obsession with dungeons? Where do you think that comes from?
2: This was a big reason why I bounced off Skyrim for Ooh. A while, because it was too dark. And I was like, <laughs> there are a lot of like, sin- I was, you know, playing Skyrim not when it was released. Yeah. Um, so I had a bunch of examples of really interesting, you know, game environments.
0: Yeah, I could see that. Just too many dank, dark dungeons. Yeah, but they're
2: all musty. Yeah. but in Sorry, terms of- I'm just supporting the question here at this point. <laughs> they're not the
0: most fun, but I think where they come from is just... A lot of people who are into game design are also into D&D, and half of the D&D name is Dungeons. So yeah. people are used to that yeah. idea, yeah. right, Kyle? Well, yeah.
4: Also, I mean, they I think it, it became like a term to define like, you know, a, a separated chunk of level that you can enter into from outdoors. Like that's, Zelda called them Dungeons in like the strategy, you know, the guide that came with the book. And I think just from a technical perspective, it's basically a way to isolate a level from like a larger... Interesting. You know, in Skyrim, yeah. it's like... I mean, I, get you could, I guess a level could take place in a house and then you go into the house... But, like, if it gets too mazy, it's, like, who would design a house like this? But if it's, yeah. like, if it feels like a natural underground environment, you, your yeah. brain is kind of, like, more accepting of it, you yeah. know? And then you can get into the game design part of, like, making it maze and setting up obstacles and puzzles and stuff like that. I yeah. think yeah.
3: there's... It, it, yeah. it, it's harder to justify that kind of, like, well, here's a contraption that you have to decipher or figure mm-hmm. out in some way. Mm-hmm. If it's just, like, I don't know, it was just out in the park. I don't know what it's doing here. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's it just, like, here's an entire space to, run, uh, like... Built around the concept of figure this out.
0: Yeah. 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 And I'm thinking too about just that technical aspect. I think it's also a lot easier of an environment, just art asset wise. You know, instead of going inside of a house, you think about all the details in there versus, I don't know why this is always my go to, but I always, probably because I'm obsessed with it, but I always think of like Mega Man Legends and the way the dungeons look in Mega Man Legends, where it's just like repeating PlayStation 1 barf wall texture and infinite hallways and even going up until something like yakuza like a dragon like the dungeon environments in yakuza are just so boring and bland the blandest
3: part of that game for sure
0: yeah and it's it's kind of a little little easier on the on the art load there Mm. um but yeah i'm obsessed with that the origins there even i mean i'm sure it all goes back to myths and camelot and stories of princesses and all that stuff but even just Entering Maybe.
4: caves in general. Yeah,
0: yeah, but, you know, why were the designers of D&D obsessed with dungeons? And it's like, eh, is it like yeah, the Mines yeah. of Moria from Lord of the Rings? It's like
4: a, you just associate it with medieval sort of that fantasy era, right? Like you think of the castle environment, you think of the dungeon environment, mm-hmm. you think of like the outdoor environment. Like those are the main three that I think of. But that could be a product of its weird popularity in
0: video games that I associated there, you know? yeah. Yeah, that idea of, I guess, can't take it to the caves, the unknown. It's basically, you know, uh, Hero with a Thousand Faces, Joseph Campbell, going into the cave and seeing yourself, Empire you know, Strikes Back, uh, Darth Vader. Other smart answers. Uh, but please write in uh, if you know a lot about dungeons. Uh, Joshua Caleb writes in and says, Hello, CLCs. Congrats, Anna, on the new full-time gig. But I will miss your unique and compelling perspective on the show and your hot-fire gaming takes. I hope you can make an appearance <laughs> soon um here's a question for yana do you have a favorite episode or moment on any min max stuff
2: um on MinMax stuff i the blaze ball episode of Refresh was really fun yeah because it was just like so chaotic leading up to it um as well like just like the blaze ball fandom is like so fun like they're just like they're just good people um and then, like, that episode was also equally chaotic because, like, I was trying to do the layout for all these guests because it was, like, a large episode oh, and we sucks. were really late and I felt really bad. But everyone was, like, really nice and relaxed and just, like, leaning into it. And they're like, no, like, we prefer for it to be like this if this is going to be a blaze ball, <laughs> uh, a blazeball <laughs> episode. Um Yeah, I think that was fun.
0: It's funny to think about, like, why that stands out compared to other stuff. And I guess it comes down to, like, reactions, you know? Like, that show, that episode got such a fun reaction from the community and just feeling like, okay, there is somebody on the other end of this computer that I'm talking into.
2: Yeah, yeah. And I think... I, I should check, but I think now the Blazeball team, like, they used to do a Q&A for their Patreon, and I think they do that as, like, a Twitch thing now, because mm. <laughs> we were talking on the show, and they're like, oh, this is kind of nice. Um, I need to double check with them to see if that's, like, a new thing, but, like, it might have also started that. At the oh, that's Bowl awesome. Community. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: Mm. yeah uh, Check out uh, now the official archive of Refresh on our YouTube channel. All those are in a play- playlist. You can see some of Anna's uh, greatest work in those episodes. Because, yeah, thinking about, like, your evolution at MinMax here, Anna, that is one thing that is, uh, has been unsung is just, I, f- I feel, still feel bad about it. I feel like that was a lot to put on you. But, like, okay, you can host your own show. You can handle all the interviews and also do it live while reading the chat and then also (laughs) handle all the tech like that is a lot to throw on somebody who is trying to get their start in the industry in a big way in that in that field and so i feel bad just especially for like the tech problems that that takes up so much of your brain when you're trying to get that stuff rolling
2: yeah no the tech the tech troubleshooting like tech troubleshooting is a skill and i definitely learned it and i didn't realize it would be such (laughs) a big part of that Um, yeah but then I feel like, I don't know, I, even though like it, yeah, it did take a lot of more work than I realized it sort of, you know, obviously was a really good experience and like, it wasn't, you know, overwhelming. Like, I guess I was coming to, into it with a base of like people who I could reach out to. And if I hadn't had that, then it would have been, I think, much harder.
0: Yeah. Oh, good. Good to hear. Yeah. Um, Adam D says, hello, everybody. Greetings from Germany. Kyle, you speak German, don't you? Oh, look at that. (laughs) Very little, very, very little, especially all these years later. Uh, My question is, was there a key moment when you felt you had, quote unquote, arrived in the industry, or was it more of a gradual process for you? Love the show and congrats to Anna on the new job. Good question. Does anybody feel like they've arrived in this industry?
4: Yeah, I mean, that's the question kind of starts there. Is like, well, I mean, what does arrived mean? But yeah. I certainly, my first E3 with Game Informer mm. was certainly a moment where I was like, oh, like, I don't have to wait in line to play this game because I made an appointment already because they wanted to make sure I got a chance to play it. And I felt very special as a result of that, you
0: know? Inflated your ego even further. You're out of control. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, this is a tough one. I think it's... It's probably that reaction or just that, like, social validation that did a lot for me. Like, the first time I think I saw... I, don't, I wish I could remember a specific example. But the first time I saw somebody from, like, the former 1UP crew who I worshipped uh, to a creepy degree, uh, saw them, like, share one of my videos from a cover story trip at Game Informer. You know, not connecting it to me in any way, but just like, oh, here's something worth sharing. That is where it just meant the world. Like, oh, look, I made something that somebody else thought was worthy of sharing even just recently i still have that silly giddy feeling of like that museum video uh as i'm in max's youtube channel seeing like austin walker uh share it i was like oh my god that just means the world that somebody like that who's very smart can just like oh here we go i've deemed this worthy <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah for me it was oddly like the first moment that i got to travel for work because it like as a oh. freelancer i'd been doing you know a lot of the stuff that i ended up doing a game informer freelance um but it was always like well we'll give you the the review and then that'll be the end of like kind of our social contract and if you want to um if you want to invest in larger pieces we can't really afford that because anything that would require you to travel but like i I think it was like the first month i was there i uh they basically said hey hey do you want to go to a call of duty event and i you could have just said you want to go anywhere for free i would have said (laughs) yeah i want to travel i haven't been on a plane uh you know much uh so yeah let's do it and that was like the first like i'm getting on the airplane specifically for the purposes of doing this job uh i think it was like a big moment of like oh i'm i'm i work in this industry now
0: <laughs> you did it um what that's, was, a, good, that's a good one yeah. what was your first cover story trip surreal
3: my first cover story it was a uh, dragon ball
0: and that was your first trip period
3: yeah oh no my first cover story trip
0: yes okay and then that was yeah. one that you're actually writing
3: yeah uh yeah, that was, that, was a, that was also my first time in Japan, so that was, that was a lot of firsts, <laughs> for sure.
0: It's eye-opening. We had to eat in the big Bandai Namco cafeteria. Took that weird photo of you guys carrying me through there, which now I feel like yeah. a real jackass. I think that was they, inappropriate. They had that
3: whole like weird cafeteria system where they charged you, depending on what plates you had.
0: I think it was scanning what was on the plates. I was still confused about that. Like, again, every, right. It
3: might have been like certain types of food are all cost the same, and they just all use the same bowl. So they somehow like have a way to read what bowls you used and then they just charge you for those.
0: Right. And it was a big conveyor system. And I remember at some point being Mm -hmm. told that the conveyor system in the cafeteria in Japanese has the same name that they used for brawlers. Like the the genre of game, which is (laughs) a very (laughs) weird specific detail. Um, Anna, do you have a moment Um, when you feel like you've arrived in the industry?
2: I mean, even – yesterday right telling people that i'm leaving and just like having so many people like respond and support me was like honestly surprising like i didn't expect that and like um yeah just to see like so many people who you know like i again like yeah like you're saying sort of with Austin market like i respect in this industry just like sort of wish me well was like really nice and it and I don't know, like if I've arrived, so to speak, like, um, like I have a lot that I want to do, um, yet, but I think that, um, it was like really affirming experience, like to feel seen because I feel like it's so, there's so many people in this industry that just like, they don't feel seen. And like, I honestly related to that for, for a long period of time. And so like, that was really nice.
0: Yeah, that's nice. Um Marriott Player says, Dear Anna and the cohorts of Mischief. Oh, that's us. What's a topic you would love to see more video games tackle? Alternatively, what's a topic you think games should maybe cool it on? Let's start with the first one. What would you love to see more video games tackle? What topics? World trees, I think, need some more attention. Oh, uh, religion,
4: honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was thinking like, the exact yeah. same thing. Yeah. Yeah, like Dead Space two, the Dead Space series kind of pokes at it a little bit. One of the reasons I love Iconoclast so much is because it's all about religion and the religion of the sort of the fictional world within that game. And then the you guys talked a lot about that cyberpunk mission. Yes, talked a lot about Like, yeah, that stuff is like really interesting to me, whether critical or otherwise. Like, I that's that's something I would like to see covered more in depth for sure.
2: Um, Do you all know I? I played a game because, like, specifically in college, we were looking for games that address religion, funny enough. Hmm. And we played this one game on, um, I, I think it was on the Xbox, but it was, like, something Archangel. But you're basically, like, playing through, like, the, like, Dante's Inferno, like, Bible stories. No, hmm?
4: it's the Blue Jeans game, right? What no. Is it, uh, oh, no? the one that... Uh, El Shaddai?
2: El should die. Yes. Oh, yes. interesting. Yeah, he,
3: wears, he wears blue jeans. Right? <laughs>
2: oh, does he? Okay, my. I bad. I didn't mean, know. Like a
3: developer or something. It's a- yeah, it's that blue jeans game.
2: <laughs> um, <laughs>
3: no,
4: I, quick aside. I think he has like. Uh, I think they're like designer blue jeans that they like like yes, worked with someone a- to like include
2: <laughs> in the game. That game is one. like, uh, it's a it's a trip. Um. Uh, yeah, but it is religiously one. themed. If anyone's interested into um into checking that out. That's true. Yeah.
0: Hot ignition joint for all your favorite ignition games. Yeah. Um, yep. I had, I had Christianity down as a big one. And this is weird to say as a topic, but uh, more just human conversations in video games. Mm. I, it's rare... That I will ever hear a conversation in a video game and think, oh yeah, this is how humans actually talk in the real world. Also rare (laughs) in film, I understand. But I've talked about it a thousand times. But just having earnest ums in a video game, Mm. I think has only been pulled off by Portal 2 with Wheatley. It's like the only example of a character delivering a line that sounds so believable, but he's throwing in an earnest um in the middle of it.
4: But you don't like uh, Trover Saves the
0: Universe? That game (laughs) infuriated me. (laughs) There's, there's nothing, nothing of natural of, game. yeah but it's like people screaming um at you eh, yeah. ugh, <laughs> ugh. um is there yeah. other topics that you think games should cool
2: it on i mean okay this the is like apocalypse <laughs> <but> yeah <laughs> post-apocalypse also it's interesting like i mean okay here's one thing as i was like when i looked at the question i was like oh something i'd like games to talk about is like sort of the environment and climate change. But I'm like, but so many games do address that. And I think the issue is like, to me, it's like, well, it'd be cool to see a video game that like is specifically looking at environmental impact of like e-waste and electronics waste, like video games industry is like incredibly, incredibly wasteful industry. And so it'd be interesting to see like games more intentionally, you know, like interact with that fact and like, I don't know, like, I just feel like a lot of sort of environmentalism in games is like a specific kind that's kind of like a little wishy-washy. And
0: this is why you're into Final Fantasy VII so much?
2: <laughs> I love Final
3: Fantasy <laughs> I know, I know. I actually I just well. thought of something of like, I think something like a workplace comedy you know where they kind of because i think a lot of games that are like here's what it's like to be this profession just kind of say here like be a janitor do the job like run around like this level in kind of an arcade fashion and clean up all the cl- clean up all the dirt but they don't actually like here's what it's like to work in this office here's what it's like yeah. to do this right it's all like an amalgamation of the actions of the job and not like it like like there's nothing like Mad Men or the office where it's just like here's what it's like to work in this particular industry
2: yeah hmm.
4: Yeah. yeah Where's well, that that free Epic Store game? I think it's called two out of ten or three out of ten. You guys know mm, what I'm talking about? No. It's like an episodic it almost kind of looks like a point and click kind of telltale game. And it's about a game developer. It's like a workplace comedy about a game developer trying to raise their review scores on their games. That's why it's called three out of ten. I think oh, there's like four or five episodes. Or mm. And I think it's I think it's completely free on Epic Game Store. I could be um, wrong about
2: that. What I mean. was the Steam game that we played, Ben? Um where we make a game. Um,
0: where we make a game?
2: We made the game. There Was this on the we...
0: random Steam Games episode of The Great yeah, Gordy Hunt? Yeah. I don't remember what that thing was called. but Well, yeah. there was that game. More <laughs> like that, yeah.
2: More like that.
0: <laughs> um, Dreams? We talked about it on The Deepest Dive for Spider-Man Miles Morales, but in terms of things we can cool it on, and this is across all fiction, it's the... New energy source being yeah. evil uh, storyline. <laughs> I've just had enough. Yeah. Oh, there's a fantastic new energy source. What that? What's that? It's going awry. The person in control. Back to oil. Yeah. Here we go. Um, eating... mean, it sounds like
4: a joke, but they should have a story that's about how dangerous the old energy source is to couple with Anna's <laughs> yeah. desire for, like, yeah. you know, looking at modern environmental issues. <laughs> they do. It's yeah. called Fern the Game. About the game. How oil is bad and we should switch to solar. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. Well, you know what? And on that note, I bet there would be a ton of interesting, like, arcadey gameplay mechanics to help teach you about the impacts of, like, oh. oil in the ocean. Like, I don't know, um, little Katamari can't roll up oil. Um, mm, <laughs> it's like, interesting. That's that's true. True.
0: Yeah, we need there a new Echo go. game to teach us all about it. Ian uh, D. Clark has a question. He says, Ana, 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 we truly appreciate the time you spent as a computer loving cohort before now this is Ian trying to be very hip before yeeting yourself onto the next journey I don't know what that means please make sure to leave us some of your best video game related TikTok recommendations yeah yeah
2: um <laughs> well good for you I published an article with like a list of the top 10 from this year um for fanbite so I can drop the link to that um in the discord and I mean if you all want, I'm more than happy. I oftentimes send TikToks to people, but like, I don't know if, you know, if you, if the community wants, like, I can just send you my brain rot, but like, then you're kind of <laughs> like consenting to like very, um, serious, um, very, uh, chaotic sort of links. So, you know, it's up to you. <laughs> That's your choice. Okay.
0: Um, all right.
2: There it is. The door's always open.
0: <laughs> Victor fam. Uh, okay. This is a very specific thing, but. I would love some insight on it because I don't understand this. Victor writes in and says, what are your thoughts on the internet's reaction to Lady Dimitrescu in Resident Evil Village? And in general, is the internet too thirsty? This is one of those things that when the tall lady in Resident Evil was revealed in that showcase, the... Internet and Twitter in particular blew up in the most confusing way of everybody suddenly being, step on me, you tall we <laughs> freaking
2: step on my head. Yeah.
0: Yeah. What is going on? When did it here's my question for for you, seriously, everybody, is when did it become like the cool thing to do to be horny on main on Twitter? When did that become like the hip thing to okay.
2: do? Can That's I bouse that,
0: okay. right? Bowsette that was the turning the point? Line?
2: No, yeah. well, I mean, when Sephiroth wasn't <laughs> When Sephiroth was announced for Smash, there was a similar, you know, yes. response. Yep. Um, Okay. I actually have like an actual theory for this. Please. I think it's partially because of the quarantine. Like we're all inside. We just have a lot of pent up energy and people are just like ready to be horny on main, um, which I just want to come out and say that I support. Um But <laughs> to be clear, <laughs> <laughs> just to be clear. Um, but I also think to like, I don't know if this is true, but like, I think like games communities are just like becoming more inclusive and like, there are different ways to sort of like interact with fan content and like thirsting has long been a part of like other fan communities. And so like, I just think that part is reaching games now and like, we just have more new kinds of fans and that. I
0: feel like it's a newer crop of fans, and it's—I'm not trying to shame them. It's just one of those things that it just feels like there's a certain type of gamer on Twitter who would do this. Like, here's a random example. I was just thinking, like, what if just somebody, like, just to pull somebody random, let's say Jeff Cork, just suddenly started tweeting all the time about what, how, what he wants the boss for Metal Gear Solid 3 to do to
3: his body like
0: is that still cool I don't think so I don't think it's cool Jeff at all me, okay. yeah.
3: Yeah. Jeff Cork's version of that would totally just be out of context photos of like Mario with his shirt off like that would be the, like all those shots where he was just running on the beach that would be right. the closest he would ever get it's just like four screenshots of like Mario without his shirt on and like maybe the emoji kind of like the, the pondering emoji do you uh, but would that be cool I would like it on Twitter. I would press <laughs> okay. that like
0: button. <laughs> okay. I, I'm still trying to figure out. I would out. also like that. I don't know. Okay. Do you know what I mean? I think there's a certain bit... I don't know. I'm still trying to wrap my mind around like the community that does not in particular. Like I remember there was a tweet that I saw years ago. Uh, the person who tweeted it is not great. But the tweet stood out where they said, if Portal 1 was released today, people would unironically be trying to F the Companion Cube. It's like, yes. I think that is an accurate take on how fandom for games has evolved but you're saying Ana it's just games are just catching up where anime fandom has been the whole time
2: well not even anime fandom I feel like people would like thirst over like Lord of the Rings characters you know mm. like I feel like it's been a part of like a lot of fandoms Um, not just yeah. anime or like the Star it was always Wars Dead fandom. or
4: Alive you know that was like yeah. its whole marketing pitch but yeah, yeah I guess it, the difference now is like that those reservations are gone. You know what I mean? Like we're dead or alive. People would be like, Oh, I just like the fighting, the attractive women. That's, uh, that's, that's nice. But I'm just here for the combat right now. People would be like, Oh, I'm only playing resident evil eight to,
3: to interact.
0: Yeah. They, they do the flip of taking a game. That's not sexy and then sexualizing it. I think. Yeah.
3: I I also wonder if it's, it's like a positive response to games, maybe move like, like forwarding the idea of what kinds of things can be attractive. Like, yeah. if you yes, look at yeah. that better or alive example, it's just like like uh of um, mostly naked women like doing volleyball stuff. That's what yeah. that's what gets us hot. And then yeah. like and people were like, "That's dumb. That's stupid. Like that. That. Yeah. Whatever." And then, yeah. like, I think you, you know, something like Lady Dimitriescu. It's like her in her natural environment of just like, "I'm like this really sinister, powerful, like empowered yeah. person," and yeah. I also just happen to be nine feet tall and sexy. Like,
2: yeah, yeah. People,
3: people are responding, responding to both of those things, right? Like, she is hot yeah. and in a position where it's like, this is an actual character, not just yeah. like. Someone in a bikini,
0: and I think maybe that's yeah yeah, part of the engine that's fueling this is just trying to widen out that definition of what is classically defined as a sexy character, and it's like it is this push to be more all inclusive with sexuality.
3: Yeah,
2: yeah, that, and it's like it's um, it's just like a fun way to celebrate games. I think, like I like I no, I don't think you know, it's just like it's fun, you know, it's fun. Yeah.
0: There you go, Victor. I hope that answers your question. Um, Nick L. submits a question saying, Hello, cohorts. I have a question specifically for departing MinMax youth correspondent, Donna Diaz. (laughs) As somebody born in the 80s that grew up in the 90s, a lot of things from that time period really make me feel like the gif of Matt Damon aging from Saving Private Ryan. You younger younger people wouldn't understand. There's this movie called Saving Private Ryan. Anyways, um, reminding me of Trapper Keepers and Pogs feels like a sucker punch to my age. What are some things you think will have the same effect on today's youth? Thanks for being part of Min Max, Anna.
2: I mean, like, there's a six-year age gap between me and my little brother. And he's already, like, he roasted me because, like, I asked him. um, This was a while ago, but I was like, oh, let's watch Cowboy Bebop. Because he was, like, you know, old enough teenager. I was like, you would like this show. And I was trying to get him into more anime. And so I turn on Cowboy Bebop, and he's like, ew like this ratio no and he left he wouldn't watch it was like black and oh. white film for oh him.
0: that's weird
4: Cause it wasn't widescreen
2: because it was um it was three, what's the three. ratio again it's like um, four three
0: four by three. four three right yeah nine. yeah four it's by nine. three yeah
2: yeah he was like oh. ew, four by three ratio because he's like a gamer Oof. so he like knows the terminology literally left like wouldn't even watch like 10 minutes of it
1: yuck
2: um, so like i my. think that's like for me like I, I remember that, so.
0: <laughs> yeah. That I mean, is the easy, easy answer simple. just whatever is popular now is what people will be nostalgic about? Yeah. In yeah. The, I mean, yeah. sure. Like Fortnite will hit a point of being uh-huh. like, oh, remember Fortnite.
4: Yeah. You
2: know,
4: like, yeah. Uh, like, there's, it's funny, because was it? On Netflix, they have a new show called Winks, which mm-hmm. is, like, based yeah. on an old cartoon, which is, like, yeah. this trend that I feel like started yes. as early as, like, the 80s Batman where it's like taking the things that were popular for children and just start and taking them as seriously as possible for mm-hmm. them as adults right yeah. mm-hmm. like Batman mm-hmm. made that transition really easily but then there's things like Transformers and like Sabrina the Teenage Witch on Netflix like it's just like mm-hmm. Ninja Turtles it's like you just you hit a point where it's like I'm an adult now I want that child thing but taken seriously and it's like yeah. I wonder about that with the stuff my kid plays with that she's already over there's like this toy called Shopkins that was really popular mm-hmm. that were just like little plastic versions of like grocery store items that you could get oh, like with cool. cute eyes yeah and there's something called lol dolls which are just like they're just basically toyifying blind boxes like you just you don't know what you're going to get until you open the box and mm. that's like the whole pitch of the toy mm-hmm. i mean in like in a decade or two like there's going to be like the sort of you know m rated version of lol dolls on netflix you yeah know what i mean and the shopkins verse
2: i mean <laughs> yeah i think thing, these though. days actually I I think here's my prediction kids these days will get really nostalgic over like specific TikTok dances they would be like oh my gosh remember when we learned the renegade that's gonna be our Macarena the the Doja Cat say so
4: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the one difference is that we at least for like me and Hanson specifically we lived in a generation where we saw the internet come to exist we lived in a life before the internet and one after the internet and part of my very initial joy of the internet was just searching for stuff I liked as a kid, like Mm -hmm. looking at pictures of action figures that I had since lost. Like this generation doesn't have that because that, that sort of like archive that exists on the internet has been present their whole lives. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So like I got this like huge burst of like sort of nostalgia in like late elementary, early middle school just by looking at stuff from my childhood. But like, the stuff that my kid is into will always be available to look up on YouTube
3: and will always be accessible on mm-hmm. Netflix as a TV show they watch yeah. growing up. So
4: I don't know how that's going to affect
3: things. You know? it's, almost, it's almost like a more intense version of like how a, a lot of staying power for like Hanna-Barbera cartoons came from Boomerang of remembering them. Yeah. Whereas yeah. now like there is no real remembering things. Things are always just always present. Like, it's always, like, those Fortnite replays will never, they're not going to, like, rotate out of syndication or whatever. They're always going to be there for people to watch. Uh, So, I'm very curious to see what ends up sticking long-term. Something like Fortnite will obviously stick, but I'm curious to see what, like, what the obscure cool kids, like, want to, like, look at 10 years from now.
4: Yeah, I mean, there will be this weird charm to things airing live, I think. That's, like, the next thing, is I think, like, Mm. Disney Plus is almost there by, like, doing weekly versions of mandalorian like pretty soon it's the charming thing about it is going to be like you know what we're going to air this episode once at 7 p.m on a friday and if you miss it you miss it and all of us are going to be like yeah that's what tv used to be you guys yeah
2: (laughs) Yeah. no that's a good point No, and I feel like already I feel I feel kind of nostalgic for like commercial breaks and I don't want to go back to them. But I'm like, dang. Oh, yeah. Like I can scroll through my phone right now. Yeah, that's exactly
3: the one benefit of Hulu It's just like here. Here's a dedicated block of time to look at your phone. You can't be guilty about. Yeah, Uh, I almost I would also say like I bet there's going to be in the next five years or so there's going to be one weird like maybe adult swim does this where it's like the vod for something they air that is like oh yeah we'll, we it's just like transient just ha- like that bot has like the last 30 seconds of the previous show like you would used to record with like a vhs or something like oh. a vhs <laughs> it just says like the last 30 seconds and like two ads of the thing previous and it cuts off like two minutes early or something
0: yeah that's good that's good uh kyle you made me think of two things number one do you think Boxes of chocolate were like the first blind box in their own way.
4: Oh, like heart? You never – box of chocolates, you never know what you're going to get? It's like,
0: yeah.
3: Yeah. Oh, well,
4: I guess baseball cards, right?
0: Yeah.
3: I guess a jack-in-the-box. I, I bet chocolates
4: were there first, though, I would assume.
3: <laughs> I mean, if you're following the reference, I think life was the first sleep box, right? You never know what you're going to get in life. Is that what
2: that – for that cereal. Oh, I never understood that Gamer philosopher. I think that...
0: <laughs> uh, and number two, uh, did you hear that they're reviving... Strong rumors are saying they're reviving Batman animated series for HBO Max, Kyle?
4: Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, I did see that. That's exciting, kind of. Because yeah. they've already done it a number of times and I never really watched it. I only watched those first couple seasons. Wait, like, they have
0: already done it with like movies and stuff?
4: Yes. And then also, I mean, there's like you know, Batman beyond and like the, there's like an animated justice league show. Like right, stuff is right. all in the same universe and Bruce, Tim was involved with them. But so I didn't really watch them, but like, I do like the idea of going back to like of a purist, like we're just going to stick with Batman and his close friends mm-hmm. for a little while. And we're, we're going to have gonna
0: the gonna intro work. with the Danny Elfman theme and all that stuff.
4: Yeah, like I that that would I'd be into that. Yeah, I'm excited about that. Yeah, let's bring back
0: our childhoods everybody. Yeah. You know what? Bat, not enough Batman lately. Just <laughs> That's in general, right. General, you know, he's not really
4: getting a lot of airtime. So, yeah, let's yeah. get him out there. You
2: know there. what? This kind of hearing it explained like the Batman thing explained like that though makes that makes Batman make more sense to me because like I I didn't grow up with Batman. Like the first like big Batman thing to happen in my life was um Heath Ledger and Batman in that performance like that was like the first time Batman oh, became wow. like a a really big like important popular sort of pop culture object to me and so like you know it's um
4: so you didn't see Batman forever in theaters like four
1: times that no that? yeah
2: oh, okay. no. <laughs> um <laughs> but now but like now and I've always kind of wondered why is Batman so big and I just figured I just figured you know it's like a superhero thing like you know old reliable but there's <laughs> it turns out there's some history there
4: yeah batman's yeah, got I some mean, history honestly, like him. not to sidetrack the conversation but he is like one of the more transitional superheroes like he can be comedic he can be dark like mm. it's, and he transitions between those really easily in a weird way i don't know why it yeah. works so well with that character but well, uh, yeah. i
0: mean it's really just batman 66 for comedy batman though, i guess like uh, brave was, and the bold there was some but... animated
4: shows uh um like recently, I forget,
3: Batman was Brave and the He's scooby Do. He, yeah. saw, he yeah. helped the Scooby-Doo solve a case, okay? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Let's not get into that. I don't know. Comedy, it's pretty small. But yeah, it seems like maybe we're due for another Batman comedy revival. Yeah. Just into the that. silly side. Oh, um, Lego Batman. What are you talking about? Like, we're yeah, there. crap. Oh, I love right. Lego You're yeah, right, that's exactly versions. it. <laughs> Ugh. Anyways, I'm more of a, um, what was that bad Lego movie called? <laughs> the no like, yeah i'm more of a ninjago <laughs> man myself anyways uh travis morgan says it. hey gang no question just wanted to pass along more good vibes to anna as she heads into her next big life phase thank you all for what you've done here refresh was a serious delight and thank you for providing a fresh and welcome perspective She's not nodding. She's so nice.
2: Thank you so much, <laughs> um, to everyone. Hold on. We're
0: getting to Wait a mean one. Me. Here we That's go. Nice <laughs>
2: lewis
0: lewis to a mean Cain one. Louis Kane. What? lewis Kane is ready please. to go. Here goes lewis He's he's unpacking a big box of hate. He says, "Anna, good luck to whatever's next. I'm sure it'll be great." <laughs> uh, in Anna's absence, one cohort needs to deeply become involved with TikTok. It has to be done. The gap must be filled. Anna's TikTok corner was the greatest semi-regular feature. <laughs> Uh, this is great.
2: Right. Right. I'll, I'll, I'll start um, interviewing folks and pick the most <laughs> qualified right. candidate.
0: Oh, man.
4: None I, of I have yeah. an account and my daughter sends me TikToks occasionally. So Congratulations, well Kyle, the official
0: TikTok ambassador. Yeah. <laughs> Be careful what you say. Um, oh, no. Uh, Lewis says P.S. Ben, I have seen your lovely Instagram stories, which I post every day. Uh, and he says that I genuinely think are really good. For the love of God. Take down the decorations. It's nearly February. Christmas is over. I <laughs> forgot for next year. Yeah. Does anybody else still have their Christmas decorations up? Is this just me?
4: I, we took ours down, but it was we had to. We really put it off for a long time.
0: Yeah. The new. We decided that we weren't going to take them down until my girlfriend got the vaccine because she works at a school, so she's getting the vaccine soon. And now it's like scheduled. So when she gets that first shot. We're tearing down the Christmas tree in celebration. Fighting and celebration. Lighting it on fire. <laughs> that's right. And then I'm going to inject it into myself and hope that that's the vaccine. Uh, okay. Clint Farley says, "Hello, Mad Max crew. Hope you're all doing well. Since Anna's stepping away, I thought it'd be a fun time to do some on a DS trivia. I've paired up some games, and you have to guess which of them was on a DS. Oh, this is good. I like this. <laughs> yeah, this so is, is really just good. For Anna,
4: or is this for all of us? No, I
0: think it has to be for all of us. I'm I'm going to okay. need your help. Okay, Kyle, which one was on DS? Assassin's Creed Bloodlines or Assassin's Creed Altair's Chronicles? I believe it's Altair's Chronicles. Correct amundo! Bloodlines yes. is PSP. Played the first twenty minutes of that. hmm Okay, Anna, we'll give you the, the layup because you're leaving. Which was Anna DS? Korogashi Puzzle Katamari Damacy or Katamari Damacy Reroll?
2: The the first
0: one. Correct. Apparently, it's a DSI game. I don't remember huh. that at
2: all. I didn't know there was a Katamari game on the on yeah. the. DS. Can you still download that DSI stuff? Is
3: I, that, I, 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 there wasn't there a kerfuffle hmm. about like them delisting them from I the 3DS? Think so. Because I think you could get them on 3DS.
0: Yeah.
4: Yeah. yeah. All right, I Kyle. There was like there was a WarioWare game, and there was also one that would like track your head before 3DS. Before 3DS was even a thing, where it would track your head and rotate the environment based on your mm-hmm. direction. So you got oh, like cool. faux 3D face ace or whatever yeah
0: i remember there were some fun q games because they're always there to experiment on a new platform
3: dark void zero was also also came out on dsi
2: Mm. i know we're supposed to be positive but i think the dsi was like a bad handheld like it hurt oh physically the ds man i
3: i love that matte finish
2: i love okay the matte finish is beautiful but like it's the it's pretty it's really pretty but it's It's just angular My yeah, Yeah. it was too yeah. Yeah, really? We're talking about the DS Lite. Oh wait, so which
0: was there a DSI?
2: Light was the best,
4: and then I was like an angular, a little bit larger, had the nice matte finish, which was really nice. But it was it was very angular. It did hurt my hands as well. Yeah. Yeah.
0: God, help me out. So you couldn't download DSI stuff? No, I could download it on my light. So what was the point of a DSI then? There
4: were some. It was the first DS with a camera. Yeah, that one had a camera. Okay. And yeah. it had a forward facing because I remember the WarioWare game. I really had a hard time getting to work because it would like it would you would look at it and it would make a silhouette of you and then you could like move around to like play yeah. WarioWare games on your DS and it didn't right. work very well. Yeah.
0: Anyways, uh Surreal, which one's on a DS? Call of Duty Roads of Victory or Call of Duty Black Ops? I'm gonna say Black Ops. That was on a DS. Rose of Victory is PSP. And who can forget the Vita's I, I Black Ops Declassified? Oh, really? Played and beat it. Nice. Yeah. Um, no. <laughs> okay. No, I think it's <laughs> not, pretty not nice. Not a good port. <laughs> All right, Anna, Which one's on a DS? Asphalt Injection or Need for Speed The Run?
2: Um. Need for Speed: The Run.
0: Correct. Those on a 3DS, technically. Fantastic. Thank you, Clint Farley, for writing in with that game. Was Asphalt? Was that a like a PSP game? Uh, a yeah. yeah. PS Vita. Yeah. P- uh, it's Vita. I Do you think the Run would be funny to go back to? That game was weird. Remember, it's got, like live action cutscenes, right? I think it was or... live action. It had like the parkour segments. I think. Of all the you Need know, for Speed, I think there were
4: just a lot of story because I don't live action. That was quantum. That was like a big thing for Quantum Break. I think, I think we all would have been like, but Need for Speed
0: did it first. I uh, is it just? Yeah, we think I it's live wrong. action because it's all just that first person perspective. But in terms of like going back and laughing at a Need for Speed, I bet that would be pretty silly. Yeah. Uh. Anyways, Ryan Wood writes in and says, "Congratulations, Anna. Well deserved. Uh. By the way, double jumping is a cornerstone." Upgrade in gaming. Most recently, I really enjoyed how powerful and game changing it felt to acquire in cyberpunk. Which games have the best use of double jumping? I want a definitive top five double jumps in gaming. This is oh. such a good question. It's tough. Definitive. Yeah. Definitive. Well, OK, so I
4: in terms of functional, I didn't really think too much about that. I just thought of like which I liked the most. You know what I mean? 'Cause there are there are occasions where double jump changes the game in a dramatic way. There's also occasions where it's just like a standard. It would be weird if this wasn't in the game. And like in that regard, I think Jack and Daxter has some of my favorite like double jump animation because of the way Jack and Daxter kind of stretch in a cartoonish way. It's just really satisfying to pull off that double jump.
3: So that was the one that came to my mind. It's good. It's good. I I like Dante's air hike in Devil May Cry, I think. Uh, i like the context of it of like i'm literally casting a demonic seal below myself so i can get an extra jump just to Mm. just to highlight how dumb as a concept the ability to jump while you're in the air is is that he (laughs) has to that it takes a whole ass spell just to do it i also like that there's specifically i think in three there's one challenge that is impossible without the the double jump but you don't have it by default so there's one thing where it's you get the double jump and it just feels like oh this challenge is so much more like easy now that i can actually double jump because i think it's like you have to stay in the air for like 20 consecutive seconds and a lot of it is you have to get people to you and like do combos and stuff which slow down your descent but like just having one double jump makes it like dramatically easier Mm -hmm.
2: yeah my um My favorite double jump, like, similarly, it's really fun when the double jump, like, means something, you know, in the world. My favorite double jump is um, the Monarch Wings in Hollow Knight. Um, Because, you know, Mm. obviously it's a Metroidvania, so it unlocks more spaces. But it's just, like, so, you literally feel like you're being, like, so much more lifted up, Mm. like, after unlocking that. Like, there's almost, like, it hits you emotionally. Not emotionally. It's hard to explain. It's just just really satisfying. satisfying. Yeah, I
4: get it. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, Symphony of the Night, all the Castlevanias like really make you want that double jump and it really changes how you can move around the castle once you get it. But Symphony of the Night has some of my favorite animation of just the way Alucard's sort of, um, coat sort of flows. Like when you do that
0: second jump and stuff like that, it just looks really good. Um, serial pop quiz. What year did the double jump make its first appearance in a video game?
3: uh, I don't know. I, I imagine there's probably like some Atari game where you could do something like a double
0: I jump. need a year, Surreal, for the love of God. Uh,
3: year. I'm going to guess 78.
0: You fool! No, uh, 1985, apparently. A Namco arcade game called Dragon Buster. <laughs> it See,
2: looks
4: I was, was going to guess like 86, 87, assuming that it was an NES game. But mm. that's not necessarily an NES game, is it?
0: No, no. Um, although I wonder if they ported it. Uh, uh no msx and to the mobile phone eventually i'm very interested in checking this out um here's a really dumb question maybe i'm not thinking of it correctly i'm scared to ask this on a video game podcast has mario no, ever it doesn't make any sense in terms of physics has the jump man himself ever double jumped does mario have a double jump
3: I mean, he has that triple jump, but it's literally not. It's not yeah. actually yeah. a double jump. He
0: skipped yeah. the yeah double jump, went right to the triple, I mean, and it's not even technically what you think yeah. it would be.
2: I don't uh A little so. bit with the hat in Odyssey, I guess, maybe. But-
3: There's the waggle in, in uh, Galaxy, where if you jump and then waggle the remote, you'll yeah. do like a Excuse spin, me. and that's that gives him a little bit that's, of extra height, so yeah. I think it qualifies... But even that is, like, marginal. Do you yeah. think it's
2: Nintendo policy that, like, Mario can have, like, a full-on double jump?
3: I think it would shadow
0: the universe. Although, Str- Oh, wait,
2: but Mario in Smash Bros. has a double jump.
0: Exactly what Strange Sloth in the Backstage Pass chat was saying. Yeah, that's his first canonical double jump. Please write in about Mario's that's jumping, fun. please. Um, Swiggity Swoo writes in. He says, hello, everybody. Uh, greetings from your pal. Do you want to play video game FAQ Trivia? These are questions found on GameFacts.com. Can you guess the game these questions are for? So this is what people are asking about these games. So, buzz in with yeah. your name when you think you know what the game is that people are trying to ask questions about. Number one, ooh, he gives hints. I don't know about these hints. Hmm, let's not do. We can save them. Yeah. Okay. Do so the hints if we need them. Yes. Okay. Number one. Will it ever stop raining? Breath of, Breath of the Wild. Correct. The answer, the winner is Breath of the Wild, Diaz herself. Uh, <laughs> killing it. Um, buzzing with your name. Okay.
2: Wait, so I just say Anna? Is that what you're saying? Yeah,
0: yeah. I yeah. don't know. I guess. It doesn't really matter too much, but sure. Um, w- what is this game? Oh, my God. No what one, is this game? That's hang what on. Asking? No one's ever going to get and, this. Okay, uh, hang on. on. Okay, now let's go. a Killer, go. Okay. There we go. <laughs> Asgard DLC characters won't unlock. Asgard? Yep. Like ASG. Asgard? ARD. Is rogue in this game? X Men Legends? Too? Incorrect. What are all the locations of the Spider-Men? <laughs> uh, is, uh, Kyle. Kyle. Shadow, Spider-Man Shattered Universe? Incorrect. Is Deadpool making cameos? <laughs> That's probably a FAQ post on every game, actually, <laughs> except for the Deadpool game, right? Helicarrier doors.
3: I know which one it is, but I can't
0: guess. Where to find Stan Lee? Here's the, here it is on a on a silver platter, wait, straight from hell. Wait,
2: I'm still going. It's still me. It's not all of us at one time.
0: Well, surreal and I guessed. yeah. So get one guy. Ga- On if you don't get this, I don't.
2: I don't have any idea. Well, here we this go. The f-
0: last, the last hint. All gold bricks? Question mark. Oh,
2: okay. I don't.
0: I don't know the game. Okay. Episode. All right. No shame. No shame. Surreal, do you know it?
3: Marvel's Ultimate Alliance.
0: No, <laughs> no. <laughs> bricks, no. y'all. Bricks, it's y'all. like Lego Marvel. Lego, Lego Marvel, Marvel superheroes. Super ah. ah. There we go. There we go. Okay. Um. If you shine your badges, will it be a better chance to catch a shiny? Okay. I mean, I know the oh. genre or oh. the franchise. Oh, Diamond and Pearl. No <laughs> oh, way to go, on a Diamond oh and God. Pearl. Very nice. impressive. Very impressive. Killing it. But you didn't say your name, so. Sorry. I'm sorry. It does not count. Uh, thank you to Swiggy Swoo <laughs> for submitting that game. Um, do you all want to talk about games, GameStop? oh my you god
4: know, honestly i don't have uh, much to say because like I, it's so yeah. confusing and yeah weird. It's, it's really confusing you
2: know? yeah it's- i've been trying to follow the coverage and i don't really know what's going on and also <laughs> it seems like it's impacting like now people are just like mean stock market and so i feel like i have to like dig in and like really educate myself
0: yeah i mean i've <laughs> Read a lot of articles about it. Um, I literally just rewatched the big short uh, like a week ago, and it's mm-hmm. so weird for That's now smart. shorting to be in the news in a big way with GameStop. Um, for the for the high-level stuff, what happened is a lot of investment firms were uh, shorting GameStop, meaning they were betting that GameStop was going to continue to not do well in the stock market. And then uh, a subreddit um, said, actually... It'd be funny to make those investment firms lose money. So let's rally the stock to go up. And it has snowballed now to the point where Elon Musk has tweeted about, you know, meme stock, whatever the hell, however he phrased it. Um, so now the, the Sto- Biden
4: administration has publicly said they're keeping an eye on GameStop now. Are you serious? Yep.
3: Yeah. I think that
4: happened bet- like between you guys started recording and, and me joining you guys.
3: Yeah. yeah. From wow. what I understand, though, there's not a whole ton people can because like I think people have been calling for the SEC to like hold a freeze on GameStop stock. But I don't know that that's ever been like, OK, now it's fake. like I don't think that ever solves a problem so much as it stems bleeding.
0: Mm. And so, yeah, it's a yeah. weird duality where so anyways, the point is, you know, it went from four dollars for a share. And now it's up to 307 maybe at, at the time of this recording. Uh, it's never been that high. It's like twice as high as GameStop stock has ever been. And there's a part of me that loves it. I'm um, not a fan of GameStop as a company, but there's a part of me that loves it just because it's sticking it to the man. It's something weird. It's making these investment firms lose money and it's proving that, yeah, the, you know, Wall Street's been gamifying uh, yeah, it's the money for years and years, but now yeah. it's like, oh no, this is the wrong type of gamifying the stocks because this is coming from the internet. So it's different from what we've built our entire industry on. So I love that. Then you yeah. actually also, take into the Reddit and the Reddit can kind of quick suck but
4: the, the subreddit the Wall Street Bets subreddit yeah. where all this is stemming from there's a lot of people just posting screenshots of their like Robinhood stock trading app where they're making all this money and there's sh- and it's really heartwarming cuz they're like I was able to pay off all these medical bills mm. I was able to pay off all this like student loan stuff by like sort of participating in this this sort so, of interesting farce you know so it's it's like we, it's been heartwarming in a weird way you know yeah
2: so is that how this is gonna work is we're all um gonna go on reddit and then pick something to invest in and then pay off all of our student loans yeah oh. that's, I mean, that's the basically way
3: we've been happening i think people have been because i think i saw this morning that they that they picked basically amc the theater chain yes as, yes. as their next one but i think there's been cl- some collateral investment in amc the tv company like the, the TV <laughs> network <laughs> So both okay. of those stocks have actually increased in value. I think like AMC Theaters was at five uh, a couple of days ago, and then now it's at like thirty dollars. Yeah. So it, it's it, yeah, it turns out like money is fake, and we can just do we at any point we can just reallocate this <laughs> money. Uh, we just we just have been like uh, like uh, obfuscating how it works, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. So it's endlessly fascinating. It's bizarre. Just who would have thought that in twenty twenty one there would be a New York Times. Headline that said, can anything stop GameStop? I was like, <laughs> what the hell is happening? Um, so in that article, just, uh, I mean, it's maybe just a summary of what we've been talking about. But in this New York Times article, they say, in any case, this is an enforcement nightmare. The Duke law professor James Cox told Bloomberg. Officials at the SEC and elsewhere are closely watching internet chat rooms for signs of potential market manipulation, though they can do only so much without clear signs of fraud. If a big group of traders simply decides to buy options on a stock at the same time out in the open for the heck of it, proving malfeasance may be
3: difficult. Yeah, because it's like, what are you going up a rule against investing in stock you think is going to increase in value like yeah the main point of the whole thing yeah yeah so
0: it's another reminder yeah money makes no sense stock market uh is filled with uh colossal douchebags uh and it's fascinating to see gamers gamify the worst game of all and in some ways the most important game of all apparently for the world economy, the, the, the stock market. The
2: depth of uh, gamers trolling knows no bounds, truly.
0: <laughs> it's so insane. Um, and just to be clear, we all don't have any GameStop stock uh, that wasn't part yeah. of... Unless you guys... Unfortunately uh, not. I wish I I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> because it's crazy because I remember there was that news story around the time of, you know, the Game Informer layoffs and stuff in 2019 and when Max started up. Uh, there was that big news story about like, uh, oh, Michael Barry, the guy from the Big Short, he's investing into GameStop. He believes in its future. And it's like, okay. And even then I was like, well, yeah, it'll go up a little when the new consoles come out. So I guess, sure, I guess that's a fine investment. And I haven't heard from him now, but I assume he's just on his solid gold rocket ship to Mars or whatever the <laughs> hell's happening. Because it is insane how much money people is are Is that the Christian Bale this. characters? Yes. JML and yeah. the
4: yeah. drums? Yep. Yeah.
0: okay. Uh, or he's just walking out to the whiteboard and, Writing on the whiteboard, gamers rise up instead of the percentage thing. <laughs> Very specific, big shred <laughs> <laughs> references. Anyways, um, that movie rules. You should watch it again. Anyways, Chris Cuevas yeah. submits a comment. Oh, by the way, um, that was uh, Tata 2 wrote in about GameStop. Um, but Chris Cuevas writes in. He says, hey, Ben, and hey, Anna and the rest of the cohorts. Honestly, as someone who is skeptical at the thought of bringing in new faces for the MinMax crew, I quickly warm to Anna. She's been a delight and I'm sad to see her step away, but also happy for her landing a new job. As a fellow Pokemon fan, what is Anna looking forward to seeing this year for the big anniversary that hasn't been announced yet? Diamond and Pearl it, remake rumors are swirling.
2: I'm already excited for Pokemon Snap. Like, that's nice to have, like, a date to look forward to. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, I'm more than, like, Diamond and Pearl remake. Because, um, you know what, okay, there's, like, a lot of drama over the Diamond and Pearl remake because a sort of group of players who are slightly younger than me, that was, like their pokemon game and so like they want to feel seen and like they're really rambunctious online um but um i'm more excited (laughs) for just like really cute toys like i just Mm. love like cute little plushies and cute you know like i feel like unfortunately a lot of like uh pokemon's best sort of products are like limited sort of you know time things so Mm. um i'm looking forward Maybe to uh, building my Pikachu plushie collection.
0: Oh, finally, you can
2: yeah.
0: touch a Pikachu plushie. Just imagine what that's like.
2: Yeah. Yeah, um, that's what I'm going to do Um, first thing post-courts. Smart, smart.
0: <laughs> and just imagine, I'm waiting for you to swivel your camera and reveal like 14 other stuffed Pikachus in your room. I'm sure they're everywhere.
2: I,
1: if I you don't went like this,
0: you know you could touch one, right, Anna? On
1: that's
0: right, yeah. Behind you. Uh, there it is. <laughs> a 14's wavelength. over. 14's over. Doreen Clare writes in and says, question for Anna and those other people who are associated with Anna. (laughs) What are Anna's best qualities? Let's give her some kind words before she's on her way. Uh, You don't have to answer this, Anna. Um, I have been so thankful over time that, Anna, you've been willing to be goofy and that, like, the goofy side of you has... I say blossomed, but realistically you just got more comfortable like realizing that you can be silly and goofy like on air. Specifically, yeah. you know, this is a very specific thing, but uh if you support us at the $50 tier on Patreon, we send out a custom thank you video. And recording those like in big batches are insane and goofy, and it's often us that are silliest. And like the first time Anna was involved with that. I was worried about, like, she's going to think we're so stupid after it's been, like, two minutes of Star Wars sound effects going into this thank you video. And you you led the charge on goofiness often with those. So thank you.
2: Yeah, the, the key is to push through the feelings of being uncomfortable, at least for the <laughs> for the thank you videos. Like, those I genuinely, like, they're, I'm usually, I, I feel comfortable on air in the show being weird. Like, I am perfectly okay saying that. I support people being horny on me, but like when it comes to the thank you videos, it's almost like I'm not good at improv, and so I feel like that's the main skill that you know we have going for us in those videos because it sure. is improv, and so I'm just like oh, okay. <laughs>
3: Yeah. i don't it, know what to say it's funny when you just have that prompt of someone's name to go off of usually it's just like well here here's your prompt as a name uh, in class it's just like you know the name of the person it's just like okay here's what i got to work with yeah
2: yeah <laughs> and then ben tells you okay you can't make another joke about another <laughs> because i feel so bad everyone. where it's like you know, oh no i have nothing to work on
0: morgan thompson will be the name we're going off of and then it's like okay We're all gonna make Morgan Freeman jokes. Like, no, don't do that. He's had an entire life of Morgan Freeman jokes. Please don't. (laughs) I I, Arthur Morgan for us. Okay, come on. You're right. You're right. And those are infinitely fun. Um, (laughs) Somebody else, come up with a nice quality about Anna.
4: Oh, Uh, Anna, I'm always impressed by your ability to track sort of communities. Like your sort of focus here that you're talking about, even in your freelance work and stuff like that. Like, it's always I feel like I learn about the youth. From you in a genuine way. I know it's like a joke that we say, like, oh, our youth correspondent, but like I really do am like I I I like having you as like a a sort of of a person to look to to be like okay, so what's going on over there? What are the kids talking about? Like, I think you're really smart in that regard, you know?
3: Yeah, you really do your research on those stuff and, and like well, you, even just beyond like Refresh, which like had a bunch of like really like awesome experts and stuff on. Like when you when you do it in written form, it's really well researched and just like very very thorough on that kind of stuff. So I, yeah, that that stuff is like you're able to balance both that side of yourself of like like heavily researched features and being able to be like affable and goofy on a show.
2: Yeah. I always worry that people think I'm as stupid as my tweets, but then I usually don't <laughs> think about that l- longer than, like, two seconds. Um,
3: <laughs> I mean, I feel, I, I feel the exact same way. <laughs> We're
2: and I'm like, all, okay, yeah. well, if they look at my portfolio, they can, like, tell that I'm not, like a complete idiot i'm still learning <laughs> but i'm not as stupid as my tweets yeah there should be <laughs> a, a,
0: a little <laughs> notification on every tweet that everybody sends saying we're all much smarter than our tweets are <laughs> our tweets would imply um taylor c writes in and says congrats on the new ga- new job anna you'll be missed at mid max for you in the next chapter of your life favorite anna ds memory her laugh is so infectious it will be missed that's nice also, Taylor says, Anna, if you could leave the Midmax crew with one tidbit of advice, what would that advice be? Advice for Midmax moving forward. You can be as serious as you'd like to be. I'd love to learn.
2: Um, like, hmm. As serious as I'd like to be. I mean... Like, I I feel like this is, like, what I try to do with my voice on the show, right? But it's just, like, being open to game communities that aren't... Try to be open to game communities that aren't ours, right? That we're not necessarily a part of. Like, the Among Us game community, right? That they're just, like, there are other people who are playing games. And you all know this, you know? But, like, I think that, like, a lot of games media sort of skews towards, like, console-type stuff, but... There's just, like, there's, like, a lot that's out there, and it's really exciting, and it's really cool.
0: So Yeah, that's good advice. Yeah, even beyond communities, I remember years ago on a podcast, I was, like, making fun of Barbie games. You know, just yeah, cool, cool guy don't. stuff. And then, like, so many people <laughs> wrote in, they like, F you. Like, do you know how important yeah. those Barbie games were to me? Like, that was the first yeah. game I played. That is their, yeah. a lot of people, Super Mario World equivalent, you know, and just, ugh. It's dumb. Those are games for little girls. And it's like, yeah, no, no, it doesn't matter. It's like these games are really important to different people.
2: Yeah. Well, actually, and too, I mean, if I'm being like really, really practical, it's just like fandom tracking is really valuable because, you know, and we talk about this in the show, it's just like playing games that are really, really popular because now it's a lot more normal for older games to just suddenly become popular. And so yeah, showing and highlighting those games is really fun. And I feel like you all will do that, so. Yeah, well that's nice, I appreciate it.
0: Uh, Bob Buell says, howdy cohorts. In honor of the great Ana Diaz moving on to be a megastar in Hollywood or whatever, I created <laughs> a game show in her honor. So it's time to play America's fastest growing game show sensation. Everybody join in. Earthbound, Earthbound Enemy or Ska Earthbound Band. In or, every or what? ska band,
2: ska band in man.
0: every matchup That's below, one option amazing. is the name of an enemy from Earthbound, and the other is the name of a ska band. Can you? Okay, f- but
2: I can't play this right because no, I you know,
0: can, you can absolutely. But I know all the Earthbound enemies. All right, you think so? Here we go, Hot Shot. Okay. All right. Ones with the stars after the names are the Earthbound enemies. Okay. Anna, Earthbound enemy or, or ska band? Handsome Tom or Johnny Sacco?
2: Wait, I'm supposed to say which one's the earthbound Yes, enemy guess which one the earthbound the... is. Um Oh my gosh, okay. <laughs> talking a big um, game. Um Handsome Tom. I'm going to guess that I'm going to guess that Johnny Sacco's the earthbound enemy. <laughs> Sorry, Handsome <gasps> oh, Tom I is the to earthbound enemy. This is actually why I'm leaving. <laughs> In Max is like, "I can't defend my earthbound credentials."
0: Sergio Vasquez. Abstract art or random hand? Which is Earthbound Enemy and which is God Hand? Which is Earthbound Enemy?
3: Random Hand is the Earthbound Enemy? I'm sorry, Abstract Art is the Earthbound I, Enemy. I
2: hope this convinces you all to play Earthbound too because the enemies are incredible.
0: These really sound good. Uh, Kyle, high yep. school football heroes or new age retro hippie? Uh, new age retro hippie is the Earthbound Enemy. Correct. Good job. Way to go. Yeah. Uh, Ana. Edna's Goldfish or Demonic Petunia?
2: The um, Earthbound Enemy is the Demonic Petunia. Great work. Cereal, uh,
0: the Porkers or Bogey Tent? Bogey Tent. I'm going to say the Porkers is s- the Earthbound I'm Enemy. I'm sorry, Boogie Tent is the Earthbound Enemy. Kyle, mostly bad fly <laughs> or mad
4: caddies? Uh, mostly Bad Fly is the Earthbound enemy yeah and Mad Caddies is a fantastic scout <laughs> I'm
0: totally with it it's like this reminder of like oh that's
4: a name I haven't thought about in 20 years but I totally listen yeah, to Mad Caddies great trumpet player in that band
0: <laughs> oh believe it or not uh, Anna French kiss of death or choking victim
2: uh, I think the French kiss of death is the Earthbound correct
0: Surreal Smelly Ghost or Fast Food Orchestra <laughs> <laughs> smelly ghost is the earthbound correct kyle scalding coffee cup or common rider
4: how do you spell the rider rider like
0: um ghost rider
4: okay i think the uh wait i'm sorry so what was the first one again scalding coffee
0: cup or common rider okay i think scalding coffee cup is earthbound correct hang on i need to finish earthbound these are really good um anna Forces of evil or unassuming local guy.
2: The unassuming local guys that are with them.
0: Way to go. Correct. Thank you so much, Bob Buell. Great game. Great game. All well, right. The thing about the mostly bad fly is like you play the game
4: a bunch and then you, when you encounter it, like you go back home and you encounter it, you don't have to fight it. You just walk up to it and it dies. It's the best.
2: You yeah. Love that. Yeah. No, it's, um, the enemies are so funny. Like there's the insane cultists. It turns out that like adding adjectives to enemies and then having their character design reflect those adjectives makes like little enemies, like really like a lot more interesting. Like the, the scalding cup of coffee or I think there's like a broken record one. Um, it's like literally a broken record. That's um, fun. Yeah. Fun game.
0: Um, Anna question of the week. What do you like? What stands out to you? I like, I mean, which one made I'll you come. feel the most
4: uncomfortable getting mm. some compliments?
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. I like the dungeon one. I like the topics when to see games tackle. I like the, is the internet too thirsty? I like the nostalgia one.
4: Nostalgia, yeah.
0: I like the Ana DS one. Minfax oh, trivia, good. excellent. I mean, the Earthbound one is excellent. What stands out? It's your choice. I, l- I like the thirsty one. Going thirsty. All right, <laughs> it's your big show. So congratulations to Victor Fam. Uh, I am it will ship you out that Untitled Goose Game physical edition for the PlayStation Four. Congratulations and thanks to everybody that submitted a question or comment. You can submit it if you support us at Indie Tier over on Patreon. So we appreciate the support to keep this whole indie trainer rolling. Now it's time for something we like to call "Get a Load of This." Kyle. Hey hi (laughs) hi hey uh
4: hansen get a load of this uh tweet that i definitely found on my own for sure no one else gave this to me
0: okay
4: uh but it's from at wyatt duncan (laughs) and please complimented me on how good i was at finding this tweet on my own uh so wyatt duncan tweeted more than 10 years ago the hollywood wax museum held an online auction and sold off hundreds of life-sized wax figures these figures were auctioned for thousands and thousands of dollars this is a thread of the most cursed figures that were sold in this auction. Oh, my God. And then it is a list, uh, just a sort of a, a waterfall of tweets of various celebrity wax figures, celebrities that look remarkably, absolutely nothing like their inspiration. <laughs> it is insane how little they look like, what they're supposed to look like. It's the cast of Seinfeld. They have the three stooges. Uh Nicole Kidman and Tom Cruise is just like absolutely horrifying. Tom Cruise looks like he's wearing uh, "Stop Making Sense" uh, Talking yeah. Heads <laughs> gigantic jacket. It's uh, oh it's, it's so good to just scroll down the list. Um, yeah, uh, Doc and Marty from Back to the Future
0: are horrifying. <laughs> so uh, the links that. are below uh, in the description on YouTube or in the podcast app. That's a fantastic one. Um, hey, get a load of this, everybody! Uh, it's a tweet from Minovsky. Uh, And he says, A boss theme from the PlayStation 1 RPG Xenogears always stood out for using a voice sample that had for many years gone unidentified. Then a 2015 documentary on Hollywood actor Marlon Brando revealed that this voice clip in Xenogears is from a criminal trial for Marlon Brando's son, Christian. Here is (laughs) that clip. sentence imposed is 10 years in the state prison. For sentence imposed is 10 years So in that's when they actually isolate it and then combine it. What a random <laughs> yeah. thing. It must be, <laughs> was it was just weird. like on the TV at the time? I guess. It just got yeah. caught up in the recording and they're like,
4: ah, just leave it in. <laughs>
0: I have no idea, but I love that. Just like, no one will ever trace this back. We don't need to prove this through legal. Pump it through the system Squaresoft. Xenogears rules. Um,
3: surreal uh get a load of this Ooh. uh you guys heard of this uh coca-cola company hell yeah they're always trying weird stuff uh <laughs> so there's been like this uh uh i guess trend of like putting coffee in cans i'm mean, just like it really like kind of make trying to make canned coffee really hip yeah mm-hmm. and so coca-cola finally got in on that but you know like they're uh Brandon Strickland, the brand director for Coca-Cola, says, you know, like, they took their time getting to the market. Uh, you know, he says, we wanted to do it in a way that was true to Coca-Cola. This is unlike oh, any no. other option out here in the marketplace. And it, it's it's coffee with Coke. And so I figured, you know, <laughs> I have to try this.
1: Oh, Here ooh. is the
3: uh, dark blend uh, Coca-Cola with coffee. Great Coca-Cola taste blended with rich, luxurious coffee. Uh, this
2: is like so,
3: mint snacks. Oh <laughs> yeah. Dude, it's, it's, kind of, it's literally like mixed just Coke and coffee, so right? I mean, it's real, like real quick. The headline for this article was uh uh let me scroll up here. Uh, Coke's new canned coffee tastes like a Coke until it doesn't, which is a very threatening <laughs> <headline>. <laughs> That's an excellent headline. <laughs> Anna, that's so how you I'm, write headlines. Take note. <laughs> I'm gonna give it a, a try.
0: Cereal's drinking it right now. Bigger swig, bigger swig. He's, he's smell Do you it, need stir to stir like, it around stir like a wine glass? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Shake it up, shake it a You're lot. With let it the
2: breathe, lid let it open. breathe. Yeah.
0: How oh, is it surreal?
3: It's it's very weird. It almost tastes like like cherry, but it
0: what? But it's not cherry coke. So
3: so the the article describes it as like oh it starts like coke and it's totally fine and then it has this kickback of of coffee and I feel like it's entirely backwards where you get the coffee almost completely up front and then it just disappears. It's very weird, um, but I, I do, I do have like the weird mix of coffee and coke at the same time. But it's, hmm. I don't know what to make of it. Honestly, I think some people were kind of saying that it tastes awful, but I, I, I don't know. Like it, I kind of like it, but I feel like, I if I drink more of it, like my heart will explode. <laughs> <I don't
4: know. laughs> how, how many how many grams of sugar in that sucker?
3: uh so the serving size is one one can total sugars 18 grams that's okay that's less than a, a normal coke yeah it's it's 70 calories for that's one like can, can. So like yeah for like 12 ounces I th- yeah 12 ounces which is i think is probably lower than actual coke yeah there we go weird yeah.
0: thanks sir thanks, thanks for being an explorer for us we appreciate it man um anna do you have
2: one for us yeah i do um this one's like slightly older but i feel like it would be like a good get a load of this send off for me um given my job as a, a young people correspondent mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um so it's a um ex- it's titled it's titled in all caps extreme meme music mega mashup um and it's like nine minutes long and like sans is on the the thumbnail and it's just like vis- it's just like a visual audio journey through internet culture um but fair warning, like if you listen to it, it might give you a headache. <laughs> it's supposed to be a song. It does kind of sound like a song, and your brain will weirdly get used to it after three listens. What a pitch. Um, <laughs> but it's just like combining like all these like meme references for like the past 10 years. Um and there's like a few a couple of them and they're extremely chaotic. Perfect.
0: The link is yeah. below, everybody. Yeah. Um The community get a load of this from the wonderful Discord. Um, A ton of great ones pouring in. Uh, Nick from Atlanta submitted a get a load of this, which is a tweet from Doth the Doth, uh, which is, there's a screen cap of an article which is called Things Women in Literature Have Died From. So here's a list (laughs) just of famous literature and the cause of women's deaths. Cold hands, beautiful face, (laughs)
2: I almost died last night from that.
0: (laughs) Missing slippers. Wrist fevers. Night brain. (laughs) Night brain? Going outside at night in Italy. Shawl insufficiency. Too many pillows. (laughs) Garden (laughs) troubles. Someone said no very loudly while they were in the room. (laughs) Letter reading fits. Drawing room anguish. Not Enough Pillows, Too Many Novels. Wait, wait, I'm sorry. Too Many Pillows and Not Enough correct, Pillows? Correct, correct. Okay. Pony <laughs> Exhaustion. These are different it's, books, Kyle. It's
2: a Goldilocks, come okay. on. Yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, strolling <laughs> Congestion. Sherry Served Too Cold... <laughs> Ship infidelity?
3: I don't know what that means. I gotta get Wait, out of Twitter is it, again. Is it infidelity on a ship or the ship committed the infidelity? I don't know exactly. The sea is her <laughs> mistress. Talk about
0: ship uh, spent more time than a month in London after growing up in Yorkshire... And haven't seen the sea in a long time.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to die from that. Actually,
0: <laughs> yeah, all of us are really not yeah, doing it. Make sure you get the right amount of pillows on your bed. <laughs> mm-hmm. Avoid night. got a cold face creeping in on you. Like, be careful. Oh boy! Thanks everybody for submitting some great get loads of this. However the hell you pluralize it in the Discord. Um, Anna, thank you. Thank you, thank you for being a huge part of MinMax in our early days. Uh, We will always look back fondly on this period. And as always, you're more than welcome back whenever you'd like.
2: No, thank you. Uh, No, thank you. Like, actually, like, this has been really nice. And I like doing this a lot. Um, And I'm going to miss it a lot in the community, a lot. So...
0: That's so sweet. Yeah, I mean, I feel like you had a, a small role starting out where it's like, oh, you'll just contract her out to make Refresh, and then it's just been growing and growing throughout the last year, and I think that's a good representation of just how beloved you are in the community and how much we've appreciated your efforts. So thanks for all the hard work in the last year. No, and thank you. Uh, yeah. if you want to talk to Anna. Uh, you can call into MinFax. MinFax uh, is this Sunday at 6 p.m. Central. So you can jump in the Discord. If you support us at the MinMax Council tier, you can call in and you can talk to her about whatever you would like. Ask any question. I'll also be there. Um, you know, if you want to talk to me, I guess, whatever. <laughs> it's chopped liver, I understand. Uh, but yeah, it'll be a nice send off uh, for Anna there in that episode. So please look forward to that. Um, Anna, would you like to thank our $50 supporters as your final closing act here on the MinMax yeah. show?
2: Yeah. Oh, oh, would I? Would I? <laughs> please All right. Okay. You think I can get it in one breath? Maybe two. Okay, go okay. For okay. it Thanks to the following Patreon supporters for their generous support of MinMax at the $50 tier. Chris, beating down Brian. I am apet Pretty good printing. Joar, hello. Uh, Mirko, Rico, Torino. Zachary, please. Mark Seliga, Bucket of Jello. Andrew Valla, with Roque. Jesse Vitelli, Super Serious Sam, Thomas Hoster, uh, Yarrow, Spiral in Your Eyes, Clint Farley, Richard Smuts, Clayton Myers, Spider Dan, Preetham, Yara Legata, uh, Starkiller, Zach Eink, Slick Nick, and Steve Bam, Dad. Perfect, thank you so much, Anna. Best of luck, stay in touch.
0: Be good, have fun, let's go.